And welcome to Calling the Audible in remote locations, as we're in three different locations here in uh, lovely... Well, we're not in the shipping container right now, are we, Eggs, huh? No, no, no armpit of Montreal here. We're in the, oh. our beautiful respective neighborhoods. No, we're, we're in the deodorant part of Montreal right now. <laughs> you guys could have gone to the same place and done a show together in person. We could have, right? But given the differing stories that we have, PZ's off uh, this week because of work. Uh, you came back from Austin, Texas, which is the, the home Literally of... Literally um, off a plane three hours ago. Three hours ago. How long was that flight, Eagle, from uh, Austin? Uh, there's no direct, so you have to do a connection. So oh. totally it was seven hours. So oh. you went from Austin And I had to go through O'Hare. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. It's, no, there, Chicago's there are... the worst. I'd, I'd rather go through anywhere else. I hate O'Hare. De- Detroit's one of the best ones. Is it really? I think New Orleans is really good. Huh. Detroit anyway. for the restaurant options, yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. you are the connoisseur for food when it comes to um, the road. Uh, was the roadhouses out there in the uh, lovely uh, Midwest USA? Ooh, yeah, the, the Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, exactly, fan favorite. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Iggy also, of course, uh, was a bit under the weather, and I was under the weather last week. So we wanted to take it safe here and you know go with a remote edition this week, and we'll be back in the armpits next week, as we're now, gentlemen, in the final turn of games which means that playoffs aren't too far away and that means eagle will be stressing every single second uh for the next three four weeks because he's going to be asked various questions from pz and myself eagle what about this scenario eagle what about that scenario if this team wins this game what happens in this game if they don't win that game and so on and so forth so eagle will be the whole brain to this operation that we'll have coming up I still remember the year that I did all the scenarios with like a gigantic matrix and all the possibility because there were like six teams that were still eligible for playoffs in the last spot or something. And so I ran all the simulations and the probabilities of each one of them. But it all depended on one team winning a game of which they didn't. And so all my work went to shit (laughs) and I never did it again. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the unpredictability of FPF, right? So, uh, just a reminder before yeah. we get going here, uh, Iggs, any uh, league announcements that we have to remind people uh, in the next couple? I know spring season registration is officially open. Is that correct? Yeah, so spring season is, uh, it's not officially open just yet. I believe it opens Monday officially. Um, there are new ratings that have been processed as of the end of week seven. So anything that you did in this week eight doesn't count towards the current iteration of the ratings. That being said, the plan is we're, we are going to do a second round of calculations at the end of the season to update players because, and I'm not going to go into the specific details, but there is like a per game style of analysis done in terms of getting your ratings. So if you have either really poor last games or really good last games, um, there's a possibility that your rating will change. Similarly, you uh, we, we had to lower the minimum game threshold to be uh, rated based on the fact that we were doing like a pro-rated part of the season. So again, maybe you got a new rating this time around, but you won't have enough games for the final evaluation or vice versa. The uh, You'll have more games, in which case your averages are going to equal out or whatever it's going to be. So we got to do it again, um, but it's more just to give teams an idea in terms of you know where you're likely to place because we don't want you to use the winter ratings as your starting point. Um, if you had a great season and you get bumped up, we want you to know you're likely going to get bumped up to have an idea for that. And, of course, for the spring season, we're looking at a early June-ish kickoff for the spring season, we, we would imagine, right? So um, That's I'm sure my turnover. understanding, yeah. yeah. Um, I 
we did have discussions internally regarding the exact start date. My recollection is it would be Sunday, June 5th. Yeah. But I don't know if that's confirmed. So, so I don't there want goes to... our, our vacation time in between seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know there's some other conversations too in terms of shortening the season by having double headers on a few weeks so we can get back on track. Um, I also don't. Yeah. So spring to, uh, spring season to start June 5th. Officially, it's been announced at this point. Registration to open April 12th. Rob, you fucked up. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, we're ready to go. Okay, perfect. As we bleep up this whole show, let's dive into it, Iggy. You and I, Just as you have your more, Sour Patch Kids, as uh, yeah. you can put that as your screen, your your, your headshot for the entire I show. Think, yeah, Eagle, and Eagle, Eagle will be whatever. like distracted by that Sour Patch Kids um, yeah. bag over there. So, so let's dive into it here. Let's go to um, Div One, Div Two, as we get ready for the final two weeks of their let's season do it. here. Um, before we get into it, though. Uh, great game we had yesterday with Gryffindor and All Stars with the with the All Stars pulling off a smash or grab, winning pretty much at the death of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. We do have the highlight. We do have the highlight, which will give a good idea of how that Chris Miard touchdown happened. So, Eagle, okay. if you don't mind setting up that highlight that we have lined up here for the game winning touchdown, here it is. No, this is a commercial. <laughs> a commercial. This is not the highlight, but this is a pretty good promo for your for, for your, your spring game. season. Yeah. Here we go. There's no commentary. No audio, yeah. You, we hear it on the feed. You don't hear it. Oh, oh okay. Okay, so as you see, Henry Ruggs scoring the game-winning touchdown. That is the exact same thing that happened yesterday on Wednesday night at Hebert with Chris Miard scoring the touchdown against Gryffindor. So let's go back to what happened, right? Gryffindor were down by a couple of scores. They come back to take the lead late in the game with three plays left in the football matchup. They score the go-ahead touchdown from Jalen Green, and it appears that with so little plays left, that Gryffindor was going to pull off the win and open up that first seed and second seed to them to perhaps pull off and get into that top two conversation. However, on the ensuing play, Kevin Wyeth, and I said to myself, as that ball was let go, I said, oh my, oh my. Oh, my. As Chris Miard blew right by Rashawn Perry and the deep safety, who I believe was Jalen Greaves, for the game-winning touchdown. They had one play left uh, to, to make a, a, a chance at it, but came up short for Gryffindor. But, Iggy, All-Stars pull off a smash and grab, and that play that we saw from Henry Ruggs was a carbon copy of the Chris Miard touchdown that happened on Wednesday night. So to be clear, though, this wasn't a Greg Williams bad defensive call fuck-up, right? The call was correct. It just <laughs> a couple of people just blew coverage. That's correct, yes. Okay. Um, was there a stumble or two? Or like no, a... no. It just they. I don't know what, what was seen by, by Rashawn Perry and Jalen Greaves. I, I think they were anticipating that maybe Wyatt would work with two plays left at the time. You know, right. go for a 10-yard gain to make it a little bit closer towards the yeah, end zone. Cut, cut the field in half, yeah. Exactly. And, I, I look, I was at an angle where I positioned myself in the silence on, on the left side of field three. When that ball – like, I, I could see the release of the ball. I said, oh, my God, that's going to go for a touchdown. And it, whatever happened, the communication was not there with Rashawn Perry and Jalen Greaves. And what happened? Chris Murray scored the game-winning touchdown. And – it felt like it was a real smash and grab by by All Stars because Gryffindor came back and they, they they put up a good fight and you can see by the by the stats from Lazara and from Wyeth 
that they both put up almost 600 yards passing that matchup. Monster numbers. Yeah. It was crazy numbers by both quarterbacks. But let's not forget, the All-Stars were missing their guys, as was Gryffindor. They were missing uh, Jared Tilly, who was not available. All-Stars were missing Malachi Fella, along with Keyshawn Thompson. So both teams weren't at full strength. But, Iggy, at the end of the day, though, that loss could end up being we seen an All-Stars versus Gryffindor first-round matchup in the Div 1 playoffs in a few weeks' time from now. Yeah, yeah. and uh, if I'm All-Stars, I don't like that as my first-round playoff, right? Um, but there, there is that uh, double double, uh, double elimination, is there not, in, in Division 1? I believe we changed that, actually, which was brought okay. to my attention, Eagle. I don't know if that has been notified <laughs> to you as well by the uh, powers to be at FPF. I have not been informed of any changes. Um, other than, according- other than oh shit, guys, I really gotta fix this next year. Yeah, uh, according to the um, to the playoff breakdown in Division One, the top four teams qualify. The semifinal will feature seeds one versus four and two versus three. But that's so, it. <laughs> okay. So I assume that this is now the current playoff uh, iteration that we'll go with moving forward. Right. So God <laughs> skills. Yeah. So so God skills. Is that that's it? They're done, right? They're uh, they they can't make it. Uh, so we have our four playoff teams set. Yeah, if I'm All Stars, uh, and it looks like yeah, they've wrapped up the number one seed, or not yet, the, it, not yet, it, 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 because it depends if they lose, right? Exactly. Uh, they'll they'll be in a tie, and do they have the tiebreaker over Flagmore? So they do have the tiebreaker. They beat them week one, right? But okay. again, they uh, All Stars will play Gryffindor in, uh, in, a, in a reverse fixture next week when they come back from the Easter break. So let's just say hypothetically, uh, Iggy, that Gryffindor wins that matchup. Yeah, that means it opens up that door for Flagmore Sack to maybe get that one seat again. Because look who's in the three hole right now: the Braves and Eggs. You talk about not <laughs> wanting to play in the Gryffindor team. This Braves <laughs> yeah. team, I still wouldn't want to play as your first-round opponent no. in the playoffs if it's a one-versus-four, two-versus-three matchup. No, absolutely not. That That's uh, – the, the Division One this year is crazy. Eh? They're all like the the, top, the cream of the crop here. Uh, yeah, no one wants to play uh, anyone. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, do the seeds really mean anything other than uh, starting uh, – getting to decide if you start on defense or start with the ball? Like – I think you, you, you hit it. You hit it perfectly. I think that's a big thing because you see you you score kept dip one game zigs, yeah. And having the ball to start off the second half is huge. But the timeouts, right? Teams always trying to conserve uh, the time in the first half to get that last reps in the five plays. So you have the ball at the end of half, and then going yeah. to the second half where you could put up twelve points. So exactly. it's big because those top two spots can control the narrative of how your playoff matchup will be uh, going towards a semifinal matchup. And then, of course, in the finals, whoever might be those two teams on May 28th. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, they, they, they can all it's, – it's a competition where they, they can all beat each other and cannibalize each other. So, yeah, it's going to come down to uh, clock management and, uh, and, uh, and whoever has kind of the possession, last possession of the ball. So we look at Division Two now, Iggs, and what we have lined up. And, of course, there's so many moving parts in Division Two with who could play who, and we don't know yet what the what the overall finish will look like. But if you look at the current standings right now, Erzos Manik is 5-2 and two at, as a number two seed. Number three is B-Ball is a 5-3. and three. KGP at 4-1-1. One one. All Hooks yeah. at 4-2-1. and one. 
NR4 and 4 and part of Krasner's at 4 and 4. So I ask you, Iggy, as the number two seed right now for Urzos Medic at 5 and 2, are they safe as number two seed, or do you see them moving up to one or maybe even drop back into the pack of teams that we have in Div 2? Well, they uh, they have three more games left. Look, uh, I don't see them moving up over Terror Squad. I think Terror Squad's – and they haven't all but wrapped it, but they've all but wrapped up the number one seed. Um, I see them more falling into the into the pack. Look, they're not going to fall out of a playoff spot. They've, they've maybe not – have they officially clinched? Three – I, yeah, I, I, they, they they're, they they're in a, if they have not clinched, they're in a very strong position to be in the playoffs. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I see them. I see them falling into that KGP B baller uh, rank more, more so the KGP than B ballers. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, now you know what? Now that I'm actually looking at it more closely, they maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they they'll stay at the number two spot. <laughs> the fact that there's so many teams with different games played really makes these like standings get skewed, right? Like I look yeah. at a team even like Outlaws that are currently out of the playoffs. They have yeah. four games left. I mean, they could theoretically yeah. finish as high as second or third. You know, that's nuts. Yeah, it really yeah. is, and that's why. Like, and get, look how close two through seven is, guys. Right? It's it's all yeah, more or yeah, less yeah. a game and a half separation. <laughs> so you look at yeah. B-ball is at five and three. Uh, they've really impressed me this year. I, I've scored kept a bunch of their games this year, and they've come up with some big wins, um, including okay. the one against um, KGP on the weekend last last Sunday. Uh, I think they're safe as a three seed, and that's a team that I wouldn't want to face because they have this unique chemistry on both sides of the football here that uh-huh. they don't rely on J.D. Chevalier to be the go-to guy for them. And they can beat you in different shapes and forms on the football field. And I think with that quarterback play that they have going on moving forward, they're an intriguing team. And I think they're safe at least as a three seed. And it wouldn't surprise me. Maybe they jump up to a two seed and end up being a team that that is a higher ranked team going towards the playoffs. Yeah. So I've seen I've seen the offensive side of what you're talking about. What what have you seen though on the defensive side that makes you think uh, that on both sides of the ball that they uh, they're a tough out? Well, I think look, they 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 have a good melange, Iggs, uh, with their pass rushing ability. And look, you look at uh, Branko, their pass rusher. He had a monster game against Phil Cutler last week, and and he neutralized them, and, and he pretty much contained okay. them yeah. in the pocket. Did, yeah. Didn't give them the, the 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 freedom, the liberty that he is as, as a central character for that KGP offense to, to go to his yeah, second yeah, yeah. third looks. And once we, he, the ball is let go, if Cutler goes rush, well, Branko's a guy that I'm looking forward to watching the playoffs here. And the thing is, it's a, such a team effort when it comes to their overall uh, ability to pilfer footballs in the air. You look at their team right now, I think they have six or seven or eight different guys who have an INT or more on that roster. So yeah. it isn't where, you know, it, I mean, not to use the NFL as an example, but where you, you throw away from one guy, right? Like because you have Jalen Ramsey there, you go away from him. Yeah, it's yeah. hard because these guys have a nose to make it a big play. So I think B-Ballers is a team that's safe at number three, and they could move up, I think, to, to being at least a two-seed if, if things fall their way. Yeah, it's just uh, Medzik already have the uh, the one loss. Le- well, no, they don't really. They Yeah, the games played really screw uh, <laughs> screw up with, with how, how to analyze the standings here. But but I think you're right on uh, in terms of the uh, B-Ballers. Uh, Russia and Brenko, if, if he can, for example, especially like you gave a great example, Mo, 
if he can limit KGP's uh, Phil Cutler running around uh, in the backfield and, and exactly as you said, uh, eliminating the second and third reads, that's huge because that's, that's if, if, if Cutler doesn't hit his first option, he's always, always finding his second or third uh, option in either Dylan Garber or Jonathan Garfinkel. So, yeah. um, so like that, that I think you nailed it on the head. If that's what they have defensively, they have something really strong uh, in, in, uh, in B ballers. All right, so we look at the four and five seeds, KGP and all hooks, right? KGP at 4-1-1, and we talk about that uh, imbalance of the schedule right now with some teams playing eight games, seven games. Well, KGP at 4-1-1, they have four more games left. So in theory, if they were to win out, um, they could be your two seed, if not maybe your one seed. Um, Are they safe as where they are as as a four, or do you think they can go higher than where they currently stand? No, I'm taking a look at their schedule, and I'm seeing them stay where they are. Look, they've got uh, got skills, terror squad, so uh, division a division one team in there, and uh, the the number one seed in in division two right now. Uh, and their other two games are against outlaws. Yeah, they're one in one and five, one in six right now. Um, but that's not a that's not an easy matchup. Uh, it's not a gimme. And then, uh, and then they finish it off with the apocalypse. So, what a two and two record. So leaving them uh, with a six, uh, six, three and one. I think that that's good enough to stay put in uh, in the fourth seed. Yeah, and that could be a potential matchup with the Terra Squad, right? If they do advance to the second round in the playoffs here, all hooks at four, two and one as a five. I, I'm not buying them. I think they're gonna, they're not safe at that at that number <laughs> five spot. I think they're going to fall. And I and look, that's no discredit to them as a team. But you, again, their roster. Look at their games they have left. They have the All Stars coming up. Uh, just Medic, All Stars, and hashtag NR. I can only see one win, and that might be against NR at the end of the year. And that's not even a guarantee. So they they might be a team that could end up being four, five, and one, and being probably your sixth or seventh seed in the playoffs. Yeah. So All Stars. That's 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 a loss. Um, yeah, the NR the NR game is where they can get the win. I I'll, I'll I'll take the position where they can make a good run for uh, for Urgence Medzik's money. I I th- I believe they played in Tier One in, in the Fall Cup uh, in 2021, yeah. and I think if I recall, they they kept some of those games fairly close. So uh, I could see them pulling out a victory there. So I I see them going two and one, which uh, it doesn't leave much room to move up in the standings per se. Uh, but two and one leaves them at six, uh, two and two, uh, or six, three and one. Sorry, same same record. I think KGP has. So, right. um, so I th- I think they're they're not going to move up, not going to move down. Uh, I see them the same thing as KGP. So it looks what it sounds like. I'm saying that Division Two is, is pretty much going to stay as we see oh, it. Oh, sure. Which, so so in that case, uh, we look at uh, we'll group these teams together. NR and Party Crash is both four and four. Again, they can move up, right? But they can't move up uh, no higher than than perhaps be the two seed. Who knows what? But the point is, for these two teams, are, are they safe in their current standings, or do you think they might be in a, in a situation that they might become the eighth seed, than being the sixth or seventh seeds in the playoffs? Yeah. So look, uh, taking it more for, uh, further than just the seven and eight seed. I think it's outlaws, man. Uh, it's like Eagle said; those four games in hand that they still have 
I I see them taking over one of the playoff the current playoff positions. And if I had to put a bet on whether it's NR or Party Crashers or Apocalypse, uh, that extra that extra loss that uh, the Apocalypse have over the other two. I see Outlaws jumping them. So right. um, so Outlaws jumping the Apocalypse. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, NR and Party Crashers uh, kind of staying, staying put. All right. We look at Flagmore Sack right now, Iggs, uh, at 6-2 and two in Division One. Uh, it, it feels like they're, they're going to be destined to be a top two seed. Yeah. Uh, but in, yeah. in your mind right now, uh, look, they lost to All-Stars way back in week one. And they got skunked by Gryffindor uh, not too long ago here. So in your mind right now, who is the best matchup for them if and when they do play in the playoffs <laughs> in a couple weeks from now? I mean, look, uh, by normal convention, you say it's the lowest seed. But the lowest seed is Gryffindor. And like you, <laughs> I like the way you put it, they got skunked by them. They literally got their asses <laughs> handed to them. And, and that's that's no easy feat to do against Flagman Sack. So, well, yeah. to add uh, to that too, I mean, they have a two-week break and their game against God Skills is outside. It's the first one that's going to be outside. So that's uh, time off plus uh, conditions that you're not experiencing. That uh, That could be a weird game. It, it could be a weird weeks. game. Yeah. It could be yeah. a weird game, and you know already we're hearing uh, uh, from from those who have played outdoors that it's just a different vibe. And, and Iggs, you know, Iggy, you know, playing outdoor is not the easiest thing because it's you have to factor in the wind elements, right? And you got to factor in uh, the the, the sidelines, the, 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 the yeah, and all the, uh, the lighting issues that come up here because you're not used to being in an outdoor environment. So that could be the equalizer. It, exactly, <laughs> it's still not warm, yeah. <laughs> Exactly right. So the, 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 there's that equalizer fact that that could happen in terms of what will be the situation moving forward here. So I just think now, like when, when you think about Blackmore Sack and where they're at, I mean they can put up points. We know that guys, right? But now at this juncture of the year, could they make a stop on defense? Because if Gryffindor can score as they did, do you trust them to beat the Braves? Do you trust them to beat the All Stars? I'm not too sure if you can at this point of the year. <laughs> well, they've let. They're the only team in Division One to have let up over 300 points. So. Yeah, so I, the trend, the trend would say no. They 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 haven't been proven uh, to be able to stop the, these other juggernauts in off on offense. So honestly, uh, if the question is, do they have a favorable matchup? <laughs> the answer is no. The answer is just quite simply no. All right, speaking of favorable matchups, your last one before we did three um, outlaws. All right, so we look at the outlaws right now, Iggs. At one yeah. and five, and, and as Eagle made the point before with, with the imbalance of games left for some teams here, they got four games left on their schedule. Uh, so they can run the table and make it. And their schedule that they have left is Incredibles, which is a team they're fighting for for a playoff spot, yeah. KGP, B-Ballers, and Urjans Medic. Do you give them any hope that they can find the Easter egg chocolates and get themselves into the playoffs? Ooh, nice, nice little uh, Easter reference there. Look, the, the two games that are, are, are going to be the deciding factor here are the KGP game and the Urgence Medzik. The, we know the, the Urgence Medzik, they have now starting uh, a, a bubbling rivalry right now. Uh, again, starting from that uh, last year's Fall Cup, um, where the, there was that game with the, uh, the playoff game, right? Where they had to replay the game because of an IR incident. Is this Eagle? Yeah. These were the two teams that were involved, right? So I believe they, so. Yeah. Yes. That's so they yeah, played. Yeah. Up. So they played. 
So, and I think that would have been like the third or fourth game that they played in that season. So uh, I think it's those two games. Uh, and and my God, if it comes down to the last uh, game of the season, uh, and Urjans Medzik, uh, uh, you know, beat them out to uh, to make the Tier One final uh, in the Fall Cup last year, they're they're going to be they're going to want their revenge at the final game of the season. Yeah, and guys, I think... remember here for Outlaws, I know they're currently sitting at two points, right? So four games left. They have to catch Apocalypse, who have six points. So they need to win two of these four games to tie Apocalypse, but Apocalypse has the head-to-head, so they actually theoretically need three and hope Apocalypse loses to Terra Squad and KGP in the next couple games that they have left. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a challenge for Ooh, sure. That You know what? Uh, yeah. This is that, a mountain. That, this is a tough stuff. mountain for them to climb right now. I mean, they're 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 in red ink right now, and I don't know how they can get back into black ink and try to get back into this whole playoff window because even though they got four games left, these are not easy games at all for them. No, they're not gimmies. No, not at all. No, no, not definitely not though. Looking at Div three now, as we shift over to the next division here in, in the FPF World of Arts with uh, Iggy Magnets and Mokon along with Eagle, and we are remote for those who are watching trying to figure out where's PZ. Well, PZ told us to go home and do it from remotes. So that's what we're doing today. So. Thanks, PZ. And he didn't show up. And he didn't yeah, show up. He, he, he just said, just you just replace me, Iggy, and stay home. Stay you know, home. So and I, don't come so out. I, so exactly. So Eagle literally is by himself in the nest. He's, he, he's, got, a, he's got an empty nest right now in, in the uh, armpit. Of the yeah, but you're missing out on the steamies and puts in. So That's true. I thought you were eating something. I thought it was yeah, candy, yeah, You know, I'd love to check out your sodium count for this week with you going to Austin, Texas, and, and what did you consume during your time in the Lone Star State That's of Texas? some steak quesadillas, some steak tacos, a lot of, like, mixed beans. Yeah. I had some Texas barbecue, brisket, ribs, sausage, some Ooh. coleslaw, some corn on the cob. Uh, Eagle, your number, yeah, the number, the number one uh, barbecue item for you is? I personally like a good brisket, but it has to be kind of fatty. I don't like the lean ones. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get a yeah. chance to go to Franklin's though. They closed at like three p.m. when they ran out, so we had to go to the Ironworks one instead. That's fine. It was good. Okay, yeah. fair enough then. Yeah. All right, Div three, Eggs. We have a, a fascinating thing unfolding in Conference B. The number of teams at six and two is at five. We got <laughs> this expendable. Is, this is in- this is, in, this is insane. What the hell? Okay, this, go, go. It, it, funny enough, here, Iggs, I don't want to go off track here, but I, I sent a, an idea to Eagle and to and to Rob for a playoff proposal, right? Because sometimes, you know, it is, right? We, 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 when we blindly put teams in one side of the conference, it might be more of a power conference than the other side. Well, here's yeah. our power conference right here. We got five teams at six and two, Expendables, JYD, EZW, Silent Ticklers, and Thor's Hammer. Out of these five, Iggs, who was the best team? Holy crap! Um, <laughs> uh, it's I'm gonna pick uh, uh, Junkyard Dogs or Thor's Hammer. Man, this is <laughs> that's a really tough question. Uh, it could even be Easy W. My God. Um, uh, yeah, I'll go with uh, with JYD on on this one. Um, they, uh, no, yeah, fuck man. <laughs> you, I no. you know what? Give me Thor's hammer. Uh, they've put up the most points for, uh, 324. No other team has put up 300. Um, they have, I don't care too much about plus minus cause, uh, 
sometimes you know you just uh, have a have a really bad week or a really good week and that uh, kind of skews that uh yeah give me thor's hammer give me the all the uh the the added weapons that they now have on offense i think it was uh, only recently a couple weeks back that they added dawson pierre to the lineup so yeah. uh so give me give me give me thor's hammer okay so expendables right now are the one i'm not buying into them uh, because I know they're they're playing off the 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 run that with no Carmen Pelicho who's out for the year with a lower body injury, yeah, it's gonna run out because it's gonna catch up to them with Gino DeFazio as their quarterback. So I'm not buying to them as being the best team. Um, you look at Thor's hammer, that's an intriguing prospect. I, I do like their team. I like how they're how they're built up on both sides of the football. Uh, Junkyard Dogs kind of disappointed me a few weeks ago on on, a, on an awful loss that they had. And I'm just going to double-check who they had lost to. It was like two weeks ago, I think, they lost in the Sheen. And they had lost to um, pass our prime. So, for me, yeah, yeah. that was a bad loss because you win that game, Eggs, right? You go – you're now 7-1, and you're in control of the narrative of your division. You lost yeah. to a POP team that in all likelihood – and now officially they won't make the playoffs officially now – but at that time, we're not going to make the playoffs. So if I had to look at it, Thor's Hammer is a team to watch out for. But I'm, I'm really intrigued by EZW and what they can do. Uh, they, they got this they got this wild card to them, this smoking gun um, panache that yeah, yeah, yeah. this team, the way that they're built. And Seal Levine is a guy, and Eagle, you know him very well, as you do, Eggs. Uh, Jeremy White's been the quarterback for them. But in terms of what Jeremy White can do as a quarterback, I beg your pardon, he has grown in that position. He's matured in that position. And this has been his best year by far, I think, as, a, as an efficient quarterback. And if that can carry over as their recipe, their menu to success, then I think they're the team that can definitely really raise some eyebrows and, and be your number one seed in the playoffs because their final two games that they have left, they're playing lightweight and bearskins. Gentlemen, dub, yeah. Those, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are wins. Yeah. And I think that will be their passport to being on, on why they will be your number one seed on the commerce B side of things, your eggs. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, but uh, I think, uh, thank you for agreeing with me about Thor's Hammer. Uh, that, uh, but if you had to pick one, come on, Mo. Tell me to pick one. Okay, it's, it's easy. It's w. Uh, that, that's okay. what I'm going to go roll with because I just. I, I, and, you know, we talk about chemistry, and this is a team, and, you know, we talk about friends being together for a long time. This is, a, this is the epitome of friendships um, thriving in this type of environment, right? Because usually when you get to higher levels, it's more or less you, you, you're friends, but you're not like boys, boys. These guys are homies, and yeah. they, they've, they've grown together uh, throughout the ranks of FPF. And now yeah. here they are with where they're positioned. But with Thor's hammer, look, they, they, Jeff Rosenblatt's a quarterback that I truly believe he's improved, and he could be your quarterback of the year in Division Three. Um, I love their pieces that they have on offense here. Anthony Breezeball is a guy that's been phenomenally mentioned at Dawson Pierre. So that could be the difference maker. Those two big hitters could be the difference maker on why they could um, be headaches and literally be the hammer to the Thor's uh, hand on how they can win these playoff games moving forward. Yeah, and then, I mean, we've talked about this before, especially Pease has mentioned this, but uh, when you go out and add uh, Ben McMahon and James Drysdale and Anthony Drysdale at the low cap hits uh, that, they, that they come with, 
that's where you get uh, the chance to be able to add. And he, you know what? He, he himself, Dawson Pierre himself, has a has a really sweet cap hit. I I still think it's at sixty or something, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that will, um, that will change soon enough, right, Eagle? Yeah. I was gonna say it sounds like like half the job now being a captain is trying to figure out how to manage your cap off of like rookie yeah. contract players. You know, like you don't want to have people yeah. at a too high of a value at this point. But that's yeah, that's yeah, the fascination yeah. of a cap, though, right? Iggy, you know, as a captain, Eagle, you know, as a captain that can I find, can I unearth that diamond in, 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 a, in a mine shaft that's going to be light on my cap hit but be dominant on the football field? FPF Moneyball at its finest. It really is. It really is, right? And Jeff Rosenblatt has, has maneuvered it to, to near perfection to get Dawson yeah. here and Anthony Breezewall on the same team because, guys, we all know, in all likelihood, Dawson Pierre is going to be a very high cap hit, maybe not this yeah. year, but if he continues on with the season's play moving forward, he will be yeah, a yeah. higher cap hit in the next yeah, year, yeah. year or two. Yeah, yeah, he'll be an 80, 80 plus offensive, offensive and even defensive. Come on. Do you remember that game? The back to back to back to back pick sixes? <laughs> that was Dawson Pierre. That was Dawson Pierre doing three of those, returning three of those back to the house. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's going to be an 80 plus defensive rating, too. <laughs> so, so, what about Killer Bees at five and three? What about Killer Bees right now? Are, are, are they a team that we can say they're in that discussion or are they on the outside looking in? Because Dan Lazar said, look, this is a team to watch out for that could be a really fascinating team moving towards the playoffs. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, just because they don't have that 6-2 and two record, they're one win <laughs> from from it, you know? One win and one loss, like, away. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think they're, they're definitely part of that uh, conversation. It's just because... They don't have the the six and two record that they they didn't get lumped in into our into our script, um, but yeah they they uh, as a six as a six seed that's a dangerous number six seed you know kind of last last man in on the playoffs you I I don't want to be right now if the playoffs started today expendables as the number one seed. Uh, you're not the real number one seed when you're playing Killer Bees at, at number six. It would be more more well, likely. It would be three, six, four, five. So EZW would play them in uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the sixteen okay, doesn't fine. work, Iggy. This is this is classic NFL format. Uh, yeah. Okay. True. 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 Uh, fair. Fair enough. Uh, it's still. I, I mean, I would. I'd still probably take EZW in it, but it's 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 a it's going to be a one one possession game. So it, it would definitely uh, Killer Bees have. Have something uh, something to say about all all, all of our discussion here. E- Mo, I did want to. I wanted to just add something here. Yeah. I've noticed the divisional record seems to not be calculating properly on these tables. So that's something Hello? I'm gonna get exactly. I'm gonna get our website team to look at because, for example, Junkyard Dogs three of their wins have come against lightweight Bearskins and Touch It Catch It. Yet their divisional record there. is six and two. So clearly, there's <laughs> something wrong there. Well, I told you this about division in division four. It's the same thing. I I, <laughs> I, I thought I noticed it a couple of weeks ago, but now I've proven it. So yeah, we have. Uh, to fix it. Yeah. Uh, okay. By the way, Eagle, when I sent you that idea for the playoff format, it would have been perfect for this division right here. Did I you mean, change rooms, Mo? If only he yeah, did. I did. If only uh, you had given it to us before we decided the playoff format. And arguably, we still haven't decided the playoff format. We just have the games booked. So that's the so, only problem. So how would we do it then, Eagle? Let's go with it, man. Come on. Yeah, that's uh, that's a scheduling issue. Talk to Rob. I'll talk to Rob afterwards about that one. So, so quick, quick, quick question here. Fun question. You mentioned it before. Is EZW 
the best gang of group of friends as a team that there ever well, has I, I been in, in I don't know if there are a gang of criminals here. I, I, I don't know what you're I didn't say apply. criminals. I didn't say it's a gang, right? So I mean, yeah, a gang of friends. He's also the, the squad. How about how about team? Best team. Fine. Are they the best team that are a group of comprised of all group of friends? I I think they 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 might be. I mean, I have a limited sample size in FPF of just what five years now. I I don't go back the uh, the twenty. What what? How old is FPF now? Did it hit the twenty year mark? 2005, so 17 years. Yeah, so 17 years. So I don't have the uh, the accolades and the pedigree to go back that far. But I'd say in the five years that I've been in FEF, I think they're that's the best full roster of friends as a team that that are just still a team. Uh, they're they're probably the best, are they not? Yeah. Well, speaking of friends, what has gone wrong with Bearskins? We talk about friends, right? So great segue to the Bearskins. <laughs> at, at two and five eggs, uh, I'm surprised by their season. Uh, I'm quite disappointed on how it's unfolded, and they they got ripped apart uh, by Touch of Catchem a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, and now here they are at two and five, hanging by thread for the sixth seed with lightweight up their backside. What has gone wrong with this team? Well, look, I don't think before we get dive into bearskins, I don't think they have to be worried about lightweight and Oompa Loompas. Uh, Oompa Loompas, because well, we, we well documented on on this series that uh, they they're miscast from Division Three, and lightweight's only win is came against Oompa Loompas. So, look, they're gonna make the playoffs. The bearskins are. Um, uh, you uh, you saw them early on, Mo. Um, a couple games that you score kept with them, and you actually I, I remember you telling me you're like, oh, Neil Edinson's he, he's he's looking the part so far. But this is back in week one and week two. Uh, Overreaction Monday. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was a Wednesday, but yeah, in a bear uh, against <laughs> Le Malud, they 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 took it. Uh, I'm looking at the score, 31 to 14, like. They, they were hitting on all cylinders. And then at the beginning of the season, we didn't know how much um, Simon Dagenet had regressed, but they they took they seemingly took care of, of lightweight 25 to 6 with no problem. So it looked like, yeah, this team was pumping out their chest. But they've those are the first two wins of the season. They started 0-2, uh, 2-0, sorry, and they've lost, <laughs> they've lost five in a row. Um, do you think it's the quarterback play or, I mean, 22 TDs to nine picks is not a great TD, uh, to interception. No, not in division three. No, not no, in division no. three, right? Not and, in division six. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not everyone has that, that chance, but we, we talk about the, uh, PZ theory of mathematics. Yeah. How many touchdowns do you need to win in the football uh, game in the FBF yeah. world? The, the, the five TDs, right? Right. Uh, so that, right that now, should have, that should have been, yeah, he's at 22. He should have been at 35 at this point. So he's he's down uh, 13. Yeah, he's averaging about 3.1, 3.2 per, per game, which is not enough. And, mm-hmm. uh, and if they do qualify for the playoffs, which I think they're in a strong position, eggs, yep. I don't know if – and, and they have firepower to work with, right? They have, they have some – arsenals to uh, yeah. they have some weapons within their arsenal that they can play with yeah but it's 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 bamboozling how it's been very vanilla and how they cannot produce points 
And if they go up against a better team in their division side, and, and here's a, the saving grace for them, uh, Iggs, is that they're not in Conference B, where yeah. it is a death row of teams yeah. that they would have to go through. So they can put together a SEMA wins, and we could be talking about them in the, in the finals if things fall their way. Just fruit for thought. <laughs> I, I don't even like that, that, uh, that consideration going into the playoffs. They have blessed. They're probably going to lose their eight and zero. They have silent ticklers. One of the six and two. Uh, what are they? No, they're they're not one of the six and two teams we mentioned. But EZW is. So they might go, you know, stumbling into the playoffs on an eight game <laughs> losing streak. Uh, I, I I don't like the odds of them ser- suddenly turning the uh, the proverbial switch. Well, so here's right. here's a potential situation. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's possible. Because they are in Conference A East, and so far that division is relatively weak in terms of overall wins, there's a possibility that if Bearskins wins a game, they could, in theory, either contest Malud for the top seed, and if they were to do that, they have the tiebreak on them, right, from that Week 2 game, or they could potentially get into a three-way tiebreak if LGC also uh, wins a game, which... LGC has lightweight and Oompa Loompas on their schedule, so they're getting at least one, likely two of those. Malud have Sheesh and Junkyard Dogs on their schedule, so they're probably not getting either of those. So yeah. if Bearskins gets that one win and LGC manages to beat, let's say, Oompa Loompas, but potentially loses to lightweight, that's a three-way tie. If Malud only wins one of their games, then Bearskins gets in with one win if LGC uh, drops both their games. So, yeah, like... Who knows uh, what the combinations are going to be to actually make this uh, this work at the end here. <laughs> and, and, that's and, right. And to Mo, yeah, and then to Mo's point, that's one less playoff game that you have to you know succumb to and, and potentially get eliminated in if you're the the uh, the winner of your division. There. Thank God for the Malud, right? They have the saving grace of being the division uh, leader right now in the two seed. <laughs> but but you know what, it, it, guys, it, it, regardless of division, whether it's one, two, three, four, or whatever it is, five A, five B, six or six B. If you are a team that might face Lamelo in the second round, I'm thanking the FPF gods because that is an easier task ah, yeah, than yeah. going against Bless in round two. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, let let's see who wins the uh, the Hunger Games there. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Uh, let's flip over to Division Four A and B, and there's a lot to unpack here, uh, Eggs, with what happened in Four A and B. Uh, yeah. This past week, we had the big we had the big heavyweight fight between Brotherhood and KHP Raw, which Brotherhood came out on top uh, rather easily. And yeah. in the fact that they, even though they were a bit undermanned, and of course with moving parts on the roster with guys being banged up, and then KHP Raw, uh, given how they had momentum coming in here, uh, they lose rather easily, forty eight to twenty one. So this wasn't even close on the football field. So. I am so wait wait wait. I I want to talk about this though because yeah, this game, yes. in my opinion, is actually closer than it looks on this scoreboard. Because look at that touchdown stats. Look at that stats for Quazy. Five for a five of eleven, eighty-eight yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, he gets one on the ground with seventy-two yards. So obviously running is a big deal. But then you have three pick sixes in this game. So even exactly. though the score is 48, this is more of a 24-21 point game in theory. 
We don't live in theory, though, Eagle, Eagle right? We live in reality. They but got that, like, remember, remember a few weeks ago I was saying like I didn't have faith in Quasi Gordon Mall. I still don't have faith in Quasi Gordon Mall, even with this, uh, this stat line here. So, okay, so, so that, that, so, that, that yeah. brings up the question, though, right? What do we take away yeah. from this game? Is Brotherhood the best team in 4A, or do you still have question marks about them going towards the final running games that we have left? I see well, it as Garber had a really bad game against this defense. That's what I take from this. Yeah, but but it's the same defense he's gonna face in in down if he meets them in the playoffs. Like he's still is facing off against Quasi Gordon Mall. Like he's still gonna jump balls. He's still gonna get three picks. Now the thing you're saying is is the three pick sixes. Look, there was four picks thrown. Let's say the four picks stand in the next game. Yeah, hi. This guy wants to say hello. Uh, he wants to say something about the uh, about the brotherhood. Look, they're still gonna get four. Alice's easiest. <laughs> Look, they're still gonna get four picks. The thing is, are, are they gonna take it to the house? And if they don't, can Quazy lead those dry those drives on offense uh, and lead them to touchdowns? Eagle, it sounds like you're saying that that he can't. You you don't have the faith in him to do that. I don't think he can. I really don't think he can. So, in defense of Quazy, uh, he was he was out for about a week and a half out of commission uh, with his health. So, coming into this game, he wasn't fully healthy, and perhaps that might factor into why his numbers were not as strong. That maybe we we thought but, it Mo, should these, be. These numbers are consistent with all his other numbers. They've never been they, good. It's make sure you get yeah. a lot of a lot of yards on the ground, and then just try and check it down every other play and see if maybe you have a blown coverage on another play. This stat line looked exactly like that all over again. So, so when we look at it now, guys, okay, we see from that perspective. What about for KGP Raw? Because this team was coasting along here, and we all thought, "Hey, this this could be your your representative at the four A finals." Yeah, and now they may have opened the door for blackouts or top season to maybe jump them for that number one spot on that side of the playoff uh, bracket. I, I I mean I think so. Uh, look. Okay, so there's two questions there. Really, what you're what you're asking it. One is, can can they get uh, can they lose out on the number one spot? Uh, yeah. And the other question is, can blackouts or top season beat them in the playoffs? And I think the the lat the second question is more true than the first. Uh, I'm not saying they've completely wrapped up the number one seed. It's still possible possible that they they lose it but there are more favorites uh to, to stay in the number one seed what's more likely to happen is that these these blackouts and athletic teams uh, in in blackouts and top season like by athletic because kgp raw is athletic but i i mean significantly more athletic than them uh, i i think blackouts or top season do have a very good chance at at uh Eliminating KGP Raw from playoff contention. So they, uh, so top scene, top scene does play KGP Raw last game of the year, and yep. and that's big. That's big because yeah. blackouts beat top season forty five eighteen. Eags, if you're able to to formulate this quickly here, if it ends up being a three way tie for one, two, and three, um, with the final records perhaps being eight and two for for both um, for all three teams, top season blackouts and KGP Raw. 
who gets the one, two, and three seeds at that point? If you can figure um, that out. So a couple things to keep in mind here. The winner of Conference A West will automatically grab one of the seeds. So KGP Raw would be that team. So then right. it's just yeah. a matter of between blackouts and top season, which one goes ahead first. Um, if I'm going to check this quickly here, let me just peek. Let me check. Yeah, well, season. blackouts. Yeah, blackouts beat top season. So they have so the blackouts head -to -head. have head to head on top season then, which means that they would yeah. go ahead in any tying scenarios there. Yeah. So that's already yeah. that. And then between blackouts and KGP raw, let me just peek. Uh, they played in week five, and KGP Raw won that one 39-25. So right. KGP would come out first seed in that scenario. If it was a eight and two records. Yeah, exactly. Two. So okay, you'd have to determine the winner of East, the winner of West. West would be KGP Raw. East would be Blackout. And then because they have head-to-head -head as well, KGP would take one. Okay, so I ask this question now, gentlemen, in the, in the final um, tripod of questions for this game here. Did Dylan Garber lose a grip on the quarterback of the year award with his performance on Saturday last weekend? Yeah, so let's let's take a look. Um because that's that's pretty bad numbers so, at this juncture of the year. Yeah, so I mean the that question has a sort of uh built-in question in it as well. And, and it's was he even oh, Ryan Garber? The... I beg your pardon. I'm gonna say Ryan Garber. I beg your pardon. Ryan yeah, Garber. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan Garber. Um, was was he the clear favorite though? Mike? Exactly, exactly. Here. That like oh, was well, he even the favorite going in? <laughs> so let's look at it this way for Ryan Garber, right? Um, so he had three touchdowns, four INTs, correct? Yeah. So let's take away the four INTs. Let's let's say he yeah, yeah. Three so TDs, he no INTs. So yeah. he would be without the four INTs at 38 yeah. TDs, um, three. three INTs. Three. And at a clip of 73% passing, right? He may not have the yards, but he had, he would have the touchdowns. The touchdown to INT ratio is pretty good. The passing completion yep. is very strong. Yep. And he he would be in that conversation, right? But oh I, I yeah, he's in yeah, yeah. For so for sure. He's he's definitely in the let's let's not mistaken. He's definitely in the conversation. I just yeah. don't know if he was the the front runner, so to speak, going into uh, the game against Brotherhood. Look, obviously the stats don't help, um, but to, uh, look, I I I see. I, I look a quick look at the numbers, and I already see that McGrath and Sanagura, for my taking, would be uh, ahead of him in the game. Just but because, they both, of the... but they both have high <laughs> INT numbers, though, right? R Ryan Garber doesn't have until last Saturday didn't have a high INT number. That's I find it to be a very yeah. important number because if you are yeah. throwing INTs, those are going for points supposedly for the yeah. opposing team when they get the ball back. A couple of things yeah. to also bring into this conversation yeah. here: Adam Sanagra has 52 yards rushing for one TD. Garber has 113 yards rushing for one TD, which you uh -huh. have to throw into their total numbers if we're looking at uh, this breakdown. Uh, yeah. McGrath basically has none. Lerner has 69 yards, nice, but no touchdowns either. So, if you're looking at just from efficiency perspective, he's definitely there. Um, but of everyone, he's on the lower end of the numbers still. Except so, in so the he's INT got range. the most. He's got the most completions, and Who his. Cares? But 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 at the end of the day, right? It's a stat. It's a stat-driven thing, right? 
I mean, so, yeah. So what you're, and by the way, Justin Lerner apparently 69, but doesn't score. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, uh, but uh, look, yeah. What, what you're referring to, Mo, 117 QBR overall, right? The, that's massive. That, 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 that is, that is the best. Yeah, that's the best in the division right now. It's just a shade over uh, Gabe Wiseman's uh, 116.9. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, so right now, right now, yeah. for the quarterback of the year, if you have to go one, two, three, uh, Eagle and Iggy, Ryan Garber, Adam Snagger, Sean McGrath, who are your one, two, and three going to the final two weeks of the year? I'll go first here. Uh, so I'll go right now, as is today, Adam Snagger, one, Ryan Garber, two, Sean McGrath, three. The 12 okay. picks are, are kind of high for McGrath. So from one to two and two to three, is there a gap? Or is it close with two, one and two? Uh, it's closer the one and two uh, than it is between the two and three. I, I think the, those those twelve picks are significantly are significant enough to be um, to be a difference than uh, the seven that Ryan Garber has thrown. So, okay, Eagle, yeah. you're one, two, and three, please. You know what I can do. Hold on. He's going to take a one and magically make make the one, two, and three for for the top. No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you exactly who I think it is because I can go pull up fun numbers on this because I'm magical. Hold on. Are you gonna go to like past quarterback of the year winners? Oh no, no, no! I'm going to the uh, ne- the ratings that I've calculated. Oh. <laughs> but, but look, which look, no one Ryan has seen Garber. it, by the way, which is awesome. So, so that's why it's it's it's, it's, unsen- it's going to be uncensored information here. But here's yeah, the thing, exactly. though, right? Ryan Garber in his last couple of seasons in FPF has been has been surgical with the yep. ball in his hands. Agreed. He doesn't make yep. many mistakes, and uh, yep. and Agreed. as it was last Saturday. He had a bad day, and, and Brotherhood cashed in on those mistakes for points. Yeah, I mean, when there aren't too many defenders uh, in Division Four that are of Quasi's caliber, you think you have five yards uh, separation, you know, for a sideline hook, oh, Quasi will make up those five yards within, you know, split seconds. You 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 know exactly what I'm talking about, Mo. Yeah. So yeah. so it's it's just that particular matchup is a real bad one for uh for Garber's play style and play calling. Um having seen them play quite a few games. Um I and I should have analyzed that actually last week when Peas and I spoke about it, but the way Quasi can make up for lost ground and he does it on purpose. It's not uh, unintentional lost ground. He's giving you those five yards because he knows yeah. he, he can he can run six faster than you think. Yeah, right. So, so uh, you come up to the my list yet? is Sinagra is one. You have Garber at two and McGrath at three. Okay, oh, so, so only, only changing parts is is Sinagra and McGrath, and Garber is your consistent two right now. Yes. No, that was the same list. No, as, the same list. As same as list. Same list. That was the same right. list as mine. So look, I I I I will say this. I think um, Sean McGrath is your number one quarterback right now. Ryan Garber's number two, and then Snagger's number three. And I, I think if Garber and look, 
not, not to microscope Ryan Garber here, but he's not going to be a guy that's going to throw for two, a high 250s. He's going to throw for 150, 200. But if he's yeah. able to increase those yards and, and maybe in the final two games, if he can post up eggs, Eagle, 400 yards, if not more, I think – and he puts up immense touchdowns, like say another eight more TDs, I think it's, it's his to lose at that point. Okay. Okay. So anyway, we'll see that. what happens. Plenty, plenty of discussion for that one here. Um, Stoics. Stoics. Uh, they take out small giants, Iggy. Um, do you think they are a team that we have underrated this year and that maybe, just maybe, at this point of the year, they could be the team to watch out for? Uh, from the playoff run, that they could be the biggest challenger towards brotherhood uh, going towards May playoffs. Yeah, you know what? I think it's time we start talking about them a lot more. Uh, like, let's let's take the time here to, to think about this because is it just me or do I get this, this feeling about Stoics and the Stoic offense and Chris Rive that – and, and I've, I've kind of alluded to this in my articles um, of Division 4, but I, fe- I had this, this feeling that, that Rive couldn't break that cusp of 30 points, putting up consistently, uh, putting up 30 points a game. And you know what? The 30 points are the 30 points are the five touchdowns that you need, the, the golden number, the golden standard for Pease there uh, to win an FBF game. I felt like he wasn't capable of consistently hitting that mark and he's proven me wrong week after week after week that i that i mentioned it back now three or four weeks he's he's consistently done it so look he's putting up the offense if numbers and he's doing it against like pretty good teams too small giants uh takeover i believe was one of the other games uh now he he needs the defense to to help step up if they want to be exactly as you're alluding to one of the contenders for division a well, they, they got so, blackouts in Brotherhood in their final two games. So they they are in full control of their playoff destiny here, uh, Eggs, and where they can finish off. Because if they are to win out the final two games of their of their run, um, that would put them in, in a firm position to jump Brotherhood for the one seed and and pretty much have the road go through them. To yeah. get to the uh, four and, and, finals in late May. Oh, I, and I'll go as far as saying that if they beat Blackouts and Brotherhood, they are the the uh, the the division. Like it's it's obvious because they, they'll they'll win their conference B, but it will go through them. They they are the conference B uh, favorites to 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 go through to the final. Like and, if they win those two games, they are the favorite. And not only that, though. Uh, gentlemen, but it would avoid a potential matchup with takeover in the second round of the playoffs um, if the seeds were advanced as it is, right? One, two, three, four, five, whatever it is. And watching takeover play um, that it was earlier this week, um, they, they're starting to become a better team. I know they had a rough go on Monday, but they are a team that I wouldn't want to face. Because it wouldn't be an upset if Takeover took out Stoics or Brotherhood in round two of the playoffs. Yeah. So Eagle, like you've and you've 
I'm, I'm targeting you here because you've uh, you've said it in the past on this season of calling the audible. Uh, but w- you and I know, and Pease and, and Mo, you know as well that takeovers that eight and two team that they they nine and one they're atop of the leaderboard. And this year it's a little different. Uh, oh, sorry, they're they're top of the leaderboard and then first or second round exit, right? Yeah, and now they're they're playing the silent approach towards the playoffs. Hey, we're we're the unassuming four and four team. So is is this the right approach for them? You know, since the eight and two dominant nine and one team hasn't worked for them in the past, is this maybe uh, a, a, a winning recipe, a solution for them, Eagle? It's more. Um, res- Go ahead, Eagle. Yeah. Not necessarily. Um, keep in mind, for the first two games of the season versus Nomads and Backyard Bullies, Will, Will Power oh, yeah. actually had to come in as quarterback. And then Ian Abelheber, uh, Einheiber, I'll get it right one of these days, uh, came <laughs> in and actually started running the show at the pivot position. So that's probably playing into not being in the rhythm, obviously the time off uh, for everyone. Uh, I know there's been some roster inconsistency as well in terms of, you know, who's been there for which games. Um, they've had a bunch of, you know, p- people on their roster with only one game played. So subs have come in to try and help them out. Yeah. Uh, injuries, I think, have played into that as well in terms of not having a consistent roster. So, I look at it from two different perspectives. Number one, like you mentioned, TakeOver has always been a dominating team until they hit a matchup that they can't compete with. And for some reason, that keeps happening in the playoffs. I think this year, that's happening in the regular season, where there's some games they just don't match up well. And so you're seeing that more, and that combined with the roster inconsistency is definitely hurting their chances. Now, does that mean that's the only problem? No. They're losing very close games. They're winning some very close games as well. And those could easily, easily be coin flips in one direction or the other. So I, I look at it from that point of view where without having a core roster that shows up uh, week in, week out, it's hard to get a good feel for this team. And even if we had a good feel for this team, they haven't shaken off that idea of we're going to try and be our strongest regardless of who we're playing because historically that's that's never been the case okay so i'll go with this term it's a slow burn for them and the, it, it, and is your you and so ego are both though? uh cooking connoisseurs right yeah it's a slow burn for them right now so because what? because you you made the point before right they would go eight and two nine and one it would be that that the, the fire's dripping through the grill on, on the steak and stuff. Okay. This yeah, is a slow yeah. burn now. This is yeah, what you call yeah, a yeah. smoker for them. They're that it's gonna be an all-day thing for them to get to the point where it's gonna be perfect taste of food and stuff like that. So I think okay. the takeover, they they have the pieces there. Uh, I mean, Will Power is a is a yeah. really good player. Um Heber is a really good quarterback, I think. Um Archietto's played very well. He's coming, he came up with some big plays for them. So they got pieces in place. And also, Vincent, Vincent Benjamin is a guy that I look at that could be a, a change of force for them. And yeah. now... Mo, Mo, this is this is the problem, though. Those right. names have always been on the TakeOver roster. They've always been excellent. So there's no excuse for not having success in past seasons that you can be like, oh, well, it was just a bad year. No, those were the years. This is the bad year, right? But this is less expectations on them, right? No one's talking about that. Right? That's what I'm... That's, 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 that's maybe thing. where that's I'm... That's yeah. for them. And I just think that that plays into their strengths that... that we're not out there saying, 
this is the team that's going to be tough to beat, and they get bounced after one round, right? They're one and done. And it okay, feels so like, gentlemen, that is not the case this year than what it was, say, two years ago before COVID had hit and, and kind of put things upside down for all of us in the world here. Okay, so here, here's, here's a, a one-minute question here to wrap up for TakeOver. So clearly their uh, previous experience and, and their, like, their core, it, it, it hasn't led to a championship run, right? Eagle, Will Power played a couple of games at quarterback. I'm not suggesting to replace Ian Ionibur. Let, let me be clear. Why, why wouldn't they, or what do you guys think about them involving willpower more in the passing game, having a couple of double quarterback, uh, you know, plays in their play? Do, do you trust willpower as a quarterback? I, you on, know what? For me, water, it's, on, it's not about trusting willpower as a QB. It's about losing one of your best receivers downfield on plays, right? That's the, the bigger problem there. Because if you don't have willpower as a target, who are, is he throwing to? Is it Ian who's going to be downfield? I don't like. Uh, I prefer the other Ryan, way around. It's just nine R- times out of ten. R- Ryan, uh, Vincent Benjamin, uh, Arciero, uh, Gabriel Moreau Paquette. These these guys don't have a Julian Wilson. These guys don't have a problem catching a football and making plays. Fine, so, but where do you put Ian on the field then? But no, 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 no. He's the quarterback. He'll just there'll be a second quarterback dropping back. And that's my point, though. Then there's four other people. You've lost one of your core receivers. You're you're weakening your receiving core of options. Okay, okay, but you're making it sound like like no one's rushing willpower. Okay, if no one's rushing willpower after that, then then take off and gain 15 yards. To Eagle's point, though, it's a regression that you're weakening your receiving core. But and it goes to my point: Do you trust willpower for that one play? Yeah, you're gonna look at him as a quarterback that he can convert for a big play or for a touchdown? Do you trust look, him in that environment? I, look, I do. And I just think shaking up the what the defense sees, sees like ever, because when do you expect takeover to, to send in a double QB play? Never. So I, I, I say, why not? Shake it up. Try, try something new. And I, like, and I do trust him for that one play. You guys right. don't. That's okay. 4B. We dive into 4B now. And there's some fascinating playoff races that we have in 4B, especially in Conference B. So, Iggy, two in, two out. So, two teams in, two teams out. Okay. Right now, Finesters and Voodoo are both holding playoff spots. Voodoo coming off a terrible loss to Mofos yesterday, which I score capped. And hovering and lurking in the swamplands of, of teams trying to get into the playoff run, Ballers and our very own Hot Sauce Sports. So two in, two out, who's in and who's out. To to add to that, there's no way for any of these teams to catch the one seed. So it purely is scraped by at the bottom. That is correct. This This is what you call the raw sewage of Combs B trying to get into the playoff run. Okay, good. I'm glad you used the word raw because I'm gonna go raw Team analysis. I, I I'll look up the teams who they're facing after, but just from raw perspective, finessers have been on a heater. It, it, we 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 started calling the audible early on in the season, saying how how disappointing they are, and you know they lost thirty nine nothing to Honey Martin. Uh, they're they're gonna be. They have so much high expectations for them, but they've they've gone like two one and two. In, in their last six games or five games. If I'm doing they have correctly. Beer Belly Brigade and Hot Sauce Sports <laughs> on their schedule. Yeah, that's, that's like the uh, real yin and yang, right, of the top end and the bottom <laughs> end of the division. So, uh, yeah. 
So look, they're gonna lose to to, to Beer Belly, but that 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 hot sauce sports game that's that that'll determine which one of those two teams make the playoffs. Oh man! Uh, so today, right now, two in, two out. Who are you two that are in, and who? Yeah, and so are so be? so again, raw raw the schedule. I would have said finessers and hot sauce sports, but that's clearly not going to be the case. Uh, so now that I know they play each other, let's let's go hot sauce sports uh, beats out finessers. They'll make it. And uh, Voodoo's on a real bad, bad Hot Sauce Sports state. has Finks and Finessers on their schedule. Yeah, they can so run give it. Me hot, yeah, so give me Hot Sauce Sports to make it. And then Voodoo's just been on a bad losing streak right now. I don't particularly like Ballers that much more. But um, if it's between the two, I'll go Ballers and Hot Sauce Sports. Those are my so, two. So this two is words. where I'm going to throw you a curveball, Iggy, because Voodoo have Ballers and Golden Eagles left on their schedule. Oh, God damn it. Okay, look. And Ballers <laughs> have, as you said, Voodoo, of course, and they have belly, a Beer Belly Brigade to end off the year. Uh, then, 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 so you, so you see how my raw, my raw analysis was finessers. Uh, and hot sauce sports. Uh, now that I know now the schedules, it's hot sauce sports and and voodoo. I don't see voodoo uh, beating uh, or losing to a team like Ballers. Uh, the score will be close. Uh, Ballers will match them athletically, but the FPF experience of Frank K. Uh, uh, oh man, I always remember one name out of a team and then not the others. But uh, Jay yeah, they have, they have a problem though. They have a major problem though, because Frankie did not play on on Wednesday. I don't know oh. what the reasoning is, because it was Jimmy Guimard who played quarterback for them, and he was awful. Like he oh. was, he soiled field three with his performance. And <laughs> did you have to clean up. Yeah, thankfully I didn't clean it up. But I was going to say, is that, that a scorekeeper responsibility or? <laughs> no, it's not a scorekeeper responsibility. Let's put it that way. It's definitely not my responsibility. But if Frankie. And maybe it was a one-off and he'll be available. But if Grimard is the quarterback for that team, they're not going anywhere. Like, they're done. They're finished. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one one TD, six picks thrown. It was bad. Like, mofos were – like, they felt bad for them. (laughs) They weren't even trying mofos. They still felt bad for these guys. Oh, man. You know? And and so my point is that, like, I, I don't think Voodoo will get in. I, I think hot sauce sports and ballers will get in. I think finesters have been too unpredictable for my liking. And I know PZ downplays hot sauce sports and how bad it's been. And I know they had a bad loss on Sunday, but the stars are aligned for them to, to get themselves into the playoffs, given how voodoo has spiraled going the wrong direction. And finesters are not trustworthy at this point in the year. Wouldn't it be funny if, uh, ballers and voodoo tied hot sauce sports and finessers make it in. So not two teams that none of us, uh, none of us picked. Well, here's a question for Eagle, right? Um, finessers have two ties already. Could that be the bane of their existence of trying to get into the playoffs or that they'll be out by the time it's all said and done? Well, ultimately, it does come down to points, right, as the main uh, first tie break. So yeah. in that sense, if we're anticipating them to go potentially one and one, if they do yeah. get the edge on Hot Sauce Sports, that puts them at eight, in which case then this conversation is moot, right? They yeah. would grab that spot. And there's not that there's not catching them, but definitely Hot Sauce Sports can only go as high as six points. 
uh, which means that Voodoo is, if they get their two wins, would actually grab the last spot, right? Because that would just right. how math would work and everything. So the only way it would work out is if Finessers lose both their games to sit at the sixth spot, in which case then there's like a larger tie, and then they would get shot down because of the uh, ties to give them the extra two points. Mm-hmm. Or multiple teams end up at eight points. And when I say multiple, I mean Arush, Finessers, and then the other two teams in some combination to, again, force them to have to end up in the seventh seed because of the the tie break. So that's the only kind of two scenarios I see the tie mattering from that perspective. Otherwise, they're going to end up somewhere in three to six. That's that's really what it's going to come down to. Okay, yes or no, guys, before we get to the next question here. Will three wins be enough? for these teams to qualify for the playoffs? Well, three wins. Uh, well, for, for Nessers, yes, because of their two ties. Yeah. Um, and then um, for Hot Sauce. Yeah. No. So you think four – so three won't be enough. That four option will be enough to get in, but that means – yeah, so three, the way the be... way I'm doing the math on this is yeah. Finessers are going to beat Hot Sauce Sports, but Hot Sauce Sports are going to beat uh, Golden Space. Eagles. Space. Oh, Sphinx, Sphinx, I'm sorry, yeah. So Hot Sauce Sports are going to get three wins. Voodoo yeah. is going to get both their wins, and they're going to be at four, and then Hot Sauce Sports is going to be on the out looking in. That's, yeah, that's okay. the math yeah. I see happening. Yikes. That's going to be crazy. I, I, I'm really fascinated by this playoff run for the, that side of the bracket, but – just above them, right? We got Beer Belly Brigade and Vultures, gentlemen. Um, on they, they basically beat. clinched one and two. It's just the order is undecided at beat. this point. Right. Um, Beer Belly Brigade did just play them in just, week seven yeah. and won they against Vultures, so they would have had they would have tie break in a points tie scenario. Vultures need to win out and hope for another loss by Beer Belly to get that number one spot. So the question for you two guys: Who from that side of the bracket? poses a threat to them because I don't see anyone. And, and, and eggs, no disrespect to your honey Martin. I know they were without yeah. your services on Sunday. You looked much more athletic watching them play without you being there. I heard you I heard you dissed me. Uh, multiple times. <laughs> of course of course you would without me multiple there times. without me there to defend myself. They, they, they looked so much faster and more and more uh, there was more ingenuity in their offense than there, than when you're uh-huh. there. But uh-huh. okay. I don't know if there's any teams Three, four, five, or six that can take out these top two teams. I think we're we're gonna have these two teams in the conference finals uh in mid-May. Yeah, look, it's it's leading up to to play that way. Um I will say uh even though they it was a two-score win for Beer Belly Brigade over Honey Martin, um, we felt as though we were pretty much in, in, in the game uh and and they were they were the best. In what against game? beer against beer belly? Oh, beer belly. Okay. I, I thought you were talking about Arouche for a moment. Like, wait a minute. No, you no, guys didn't play no, well no. against Arouche. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. Against beer belly. Look, yeah, yeah. they were the better. They were the better team. I, yes. I'll give them hundred yeah. percent credit for that. But we didn't have our best game, so it wasn't like we played our best. They played very well, and we still couldn't beat them. We played at a 70 percent. Uh, you know capacity uh, to uh, versus potential uh so we feel like if we were you know to be at a more closer clip of 90 to 100 percent best game ever that it, we have a chance at beating them uh but again just a chance um 
yeah, I don't see Arush uh, beating them. Uh, no, you know, it, after watching Arush against Golden Eagles uh, on yeah. Wednesday, um, I, I it just furthers my my opinion that they are nowhere near in that category. They they had two drives in that game, mix, in the opening two drives of their of their offensive possessions, inside the five couldn't score. They got stopped at at the goal line. So if you can't score against a Golden Eagle team that has no athletes whatsoever, whoa, okay, whoa, okay, I, no I absolutely disagree with that. Yes. So disagree. No, no, yeah, you know yeah. what? The, the quarterback for Golden Eagles is pretty good, though. I watched him play. Yeah. He he has a good arm. Like I, I like wait, that guy's him. arm. Wait, but, him? Yeah, well, the quarterback in uh, in uh, Felix Goulet, he's a he's got a really oh. good arm. So they it wasn't to Sarah Parker, didn't they? No, Parker's yeah. not there. She wasn't there on. Oh, and Dawson. Uh, why is Dawson Pierre on every single? FBS? I know it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh no! But I don't. I don't buy into Arush anymore. I, I can't. You know, they this. They don't look like the team from Fall Cup, and they're a skeleton of that. And I can't see them competing with those top two teams in that conference. So, so Mo, you saw them. They played two two games this week uh, on Sunday against Honey Martin, and then Wednesday against Golden Eagles with different quarterbacks. Yesterday was Eric Lalone on uh, the, the normal quarterback. Yeah, exactly. On um, on Sunday, it was their uh, their backup quarterback when he's not there, Rafael Major. Dajanay. Yeah. Which which of the two do you think they should probably go with? Lalone. Lalone's our guy. With Lalonde, okay. Eric Lalonde's yeah. our guy. Raphael Dagenet, he broke, he literally broke your spine uh, with a 40-yard run to start the second Yeah, half. I, that I saw that. Uh, I saw that, that was it. play by play. Yeah, that was it. You know, but I just, I, I, I'm not convinced by Roosh. And after that skunk of a loss to Golden Eagles, yeah. um, it, that's a bad loss. It's a, it's a bad loss because had they won that football game, they're 4-4. Four and four, they jump you guys for three. Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and now they're in that window where they could get finessers or whatever it is. And again, I just think that from a mindset perspective, that's not how you want to go into the playoffs, stumbling, bumbling, fumbling your way in no. with the way you played as it was on no. Wednesday at Hibera. No, exactly. And look, if, if the, going back to the question of who can beat Beer Belly or, or Vultures, you if you want to, beat them you have to put up the points especially against vultures you have to be looking to aim for 40 to 45 points and i just don't see that kind of offense coming from a with without you know especially without their main receiver uh, of the year uh simon loisier i i just don't see that and i don't see the all this year, i believe right he's no not at all no exactly maybe maybe one game but yeah maybe no, yeah, which i don't remember if he did or not. anyway yeah but you're right though about yeah, that exactly yeah. Okay, so, and look, and then Honey Martin plays Vultures yeah. last game of the season. So we'll see. We'll see how that that, that game goes. Right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another team into this next question that we have here for, for conference A. So the Bandits are at four and five. They have one more game left. Los Locos are at three, five, and one, right? Those are your five and six seeds right now, Eggs and Eagle. Yeah. Um, who's more in trouble? Trying to hold to that final playoff spot because East Side Boys have three games to go. And Team Ethnic have two more games to go. And by the way, Team Ethnic, terrible loss for them as it was yesterday for them. Uh, but both teams have games in hand. And I'm not sure what the schedule is, but if they were to win out their remaining games, they would jump over 
Bandits and Los Locos. So, Iggs, who's in trouble going to the final two weeks of the year? Well, look, again, you, you said it. Without looking at the schedule, I, I would say Los Locos are more in trouble for two reasons. First, they're a lack of uh, FPF experience in general um, for their final game. Uh, again, without seeing who it is. They have uh, mofos. So you, oh, yeah. Oh, look, my God. Um, mofos are a wicked team. Oh, my God. That quarterback's no-go is unreal. Yeah. Once he yeah, figures yeah. it out, once he figures it out playing football, the kid's a stud. Kid's yeah, a real dude. Yeah, he's, he's a dude. So look, yeah, so for the, for for that reason, and then the second reason, because of the tie that they have, that I give the edge for the the Bandits with their four wins versus Los Locos three wins and one tie. So Los Locos are uh, are more in trouble there. I think for look Eastside boys, their last two games or three games are big part. Uh, team ethnic, so that right there's an elimination game with ethnic yeah. Eastside boys, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Then they got Golden Eagles and the U. Not an easy run of games, and and two of the three are outdoors, so we got yeah. factor that in, right, gentlemen, about the outdoor weather and how that could be a, a big issue. And as we saw on Wednesday, it was an ocean downpour of rain in, in the city, which really was not comfortable to be in if you're outdoors. So, East Side boys, um, uh, you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for them, right? Whereas Team Ethnic, the way that they lost yesterday. And they lost to Los Locos by one. And the oh, way they lost oh, yesterday, oh gentlemen, God. was two plays left. The quarterback for Los Locos um, threw the ball, and it was dropped in the breadbasket of Abdel Martin's hands. And he dropped it. Next play, they hit a 10-yard out, and the guy goes in for another five more yards for the game-winning touchdown. A ten yard out from where? From where on the field? They were at from... the twenty or at fifteen. Oh my god! So this... for me, Team oh. Ethnic, they 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 they've played with fire this year. Remember? Yeah. I was just gonna say they they've been playing with. And I was literally gonna say the same words. Literally playing with fire. Two weeks ago, they they didn't call the game. They they could have easily yeah, against Leverschwal. Uh, last week, they lost on the last play to Hot Sauce Sports. But they didn't just lose on the last play. They took a penalty on the last play to give Hot Sauce Sports another chance to win and and, and, and take their the, the ball from the seven-yard line down up to the one. So, like, they're, they, and now they lose this way? Oh, my God. Like, Team Ethnic, what? Like, you're, you're, are you asking to not make the playoffs? Because, like, the way you're losing games... Is 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 setting for for just the, Hollywood putting in script the last three weeks as they have gone through. <laughs> oh it's it's so in, in that case though, right? I, I don't think ethnic makes it. I, I think Bandits and Los Locals will hold on, but barely for the final two spots in the playoff run. Yeah, and ethnic. So yeah, like you said, ethnic play Eastside Boys and Bandits. So actually, if if they want to make it, if they want to right the ship here, they have to win. They have to beat those two teams that they're chasing. It's plain and simple. So speaking of East Side Boys, Anthony Lazaro, the quarterback, um, he's put up uh, – how can I describe this? Uh, he's put up Chad Pennington-like numbers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these aren't uh, Madden video game numbers. He plays within his strengths. But could they get better quarterback play from him, Iggy, that they can get 
into the playoffs and with three games left in their season, as we said before, with who they have left? Well, look, uh, again, I'll, I'll do a raw analysis of just his quarterback play, and then I'll take a look at the schedule. Uh, Eagle, if you can uh, pull that up uh, down there. Um, so, yes, he can play better. Um, that's that's simply said. Uh, is, yeah, his 17 TDs to six INTs is really not enough offense that that uh, that he's putting up. Because you know what, six T, six INTs in six games. If you're putting up 30 TDs, that's not bad. Uh, but putting up 17 only is is where uh, is 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 where they're they're having problems right now. Now look, a couple games where his brother Dan Lazara was playing receiver seen like I which I was uh, scorekeeping he seemed to be you know firing on, on all cylinders in those games um in fact they put up 40 points and uh haven't done so uh, ever since so I know he 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 can play better I've seen it uh but now if I look at who they're playing so team ethnic golden eagles and the U look ethnic the way they've been reeling on defense is a prime game for Anthony Lazara to get back on on you know on his his quarterback game, uh, so to speak, against Golden Eagles and the U. That's going to be tougher to do. So he needs his confidence to go up against Team Ethnic, and then if he gets another you know if he can string together two consecutive strong games against Ethnic and Golden Eagles, then I'm a little more confident uh, going into the final game and going into the playoffs with him. All right, transitioning over to 5A, Div 5A, and Div 5B. And there's a little bit more clouds uh, over Conference A in Division 5A. Iggs, do we have an idea of how 1, 2, 3, and 4 will play out? Because Balls Deep is the overall one at 6 and 2. Ghosts yeah. are at 5 and 3, and they're in the two hole. Ravens at 6 and 2. Backwoods Football Club at 5 and 3. So they're three and four respectively. So you have four teams within a game of each other, and this yeah. could ping pong back and forth, and we could see a different outlook here. But in your mind, do we have a firm idea who the top two seeds will be by the time we're done in, in a fortnight's time? And remember, guys, ghosts are in yeah. the Conference A East being yes. chased by Vultures 2.0. Balls Deep, Ravens, and Backwoods Football Club are all chasing Conference A West number one seed, right? So there's two kind of larger battles going on for then the epic battle for number one seed. Yeah, and you know what? I'm glad you say that because Vultures 2.0, after starting the season one and four, have reeled in uh, three straight wins. So they're actually not just chasing ghosts, uh, but they're on a three-game uh, winning streak doing doing so. So they're they're hot on their tail. Um, but to the question, uh, look, it's there's you you said is there a firm um setting on number one and two seeds it's more like soft cheese at this point nothing's uh it's not parmesan hard rock cheese here um but uh i if i had to pick two and again they can't be from the the same let's work through these then iggy then so vultures yeah. 2.0 are one game back on ghosts they have yeah. kings of the north and ravens on their list ghosts and by the way ghosts play a uh, play uh they play um, streets uh, ahead balls and balls game. deep in their two games, and Vultures tougher. has tie break against Ghosts. Yeah, because they because Vultures two beat them. And a couple balls of deep, back. Ghosts is your last game of the year. 
balls so, and ghosts. Yeah, so that's that. The look, the the ghosts. So if we're if we're tackling the the East Division right now, yeah. Uh, so ghosts, can can ghosts get a point from streets ahead or balls deep? That's the real question. Ghosts can beat streets ahead. Balls deep is gonna be the tougher matchup for them. Yeah, so so let's say let's say let's let's say we all agree that the balls deep game is a is a loss. Man, that streets ahead, I'm telling you, I, I said it last week on calling the audible. Man, streets ahead is is not a three and five record team, man. They they are better. And it's not just because I played them and lost to them. It is a, a extremely frustrating offense to try and stop because again, you know what's coming and you still can't beat it. So I don't think that's a gimme. That's a gimme win for ghosts. Now, if Vultures 2.0, bit of an easier time, but I say easier time, but Ravens is a really tough matchup. So let's let I'm gonna say Ghosts keep their uh, their 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 leader um, number one. Uh, I can't speak division anymore. leader. Yeah, yeah, division leader. Thank you. Um, but I see balls deep uh, slipping. Uh, and Ravens coming up uh, to take the number one seed in Conference A. Well, go, okay. that that, go, that balls deep ghost game could definitely change the the yeah. the, the landscape the of outlook, that yeah. side. Yeah, and it, it feels like look, balls deep. Let's call it for what it is, gentlemen. But they were terrible in the Fall Cup and even the spring season of last year. But it feels like, even though they've been playing with house money, that the bottom will eventually let go and they will slip, uh, you know, in the, in the trap door down the uh, slide. But they, they look, Buffalo Wild Wings, who knows what's going to happen in that game in two weeks when they play on the 24th. But they're, I think they're lining up for a bad loss and it could come against ghosts. And that could change the whole outlook of their season where if they were to win these next two games, Momentum's on their side, but guess what? The pressure builds up that are they a legitimate eight and two team? So if they so, were to have a loss, I'm not saying they should, but if they were to have a loss, it might. So this is where it gets interesting for the three teams that are left. So Balls Deep and uh, Backwoods Football Club both have Buffalo Wild Wings on their schedule. Can we go with an assumption that those are both wins? Fine. Yes. <laughs> I, okay. I will say they're both wins. Yes. Okay. So let's start with that assumption first so then you talked about it already balls deep have ghost as their last game which is a big question mark but remember we're holding balls deep at 14 points already right because they have that win against the bww ravens have backwoods football club and vultures 2.0 on their schedule which My also God. means backwoods football club besides getting the quote free win against bww so they're already tied at 12 absolutely need to win against Ravens in order to even have a chance to compete for the one seed uh, against Balls Deep. Ravens, in order to compete, needs to win one of their two games against Backwoods or Vultures. And if they want yeah. to claim yeah. the one seed, they need to win both of their games and hope that Balls Deep drops the game against Ghosts. That's essentially the combinations that everyone's going for here. Right. Right. Yeah. So and, that's. And let's not forget, guys. BWW still has a faint hope to get into the playoffs. Right. If they were to yeah. win out with help along the way, they would get the sixth seed. 
Yeah, they could they could potentially play big spoilers here for this entire West Conference uh, A spot, right? Like they could just <laughs> yeah. screw things up or like an unexpected win in a lot of ways that guarantees their playoff spot and screw someone else out of theirs. They can nuke <laughs> a lot of teams right now with what wow. they can do, right? It's it, it, but, but it, it's it's just fascinating how this division or this yeah, conference yeah, a big yeah, part yeah, of it as yeah, a yeah. whole. Like yeah. there, I don't think right now, gentlemen. Do we have an idea who the favorite is from that conference? That you can go, this team right here. I have them penciled in for the finals in late May. Yeah, I don't like think. I said, it's, it's not. It's it, there's no firm, firm. It's soft, but it's it's Ravens. But it's I mean, again, it's soft. It's soft. even so then soft, though, if you look firm. at like all the teams that are in that conference A grouping. I mean, I know we're talking about these five interchangeably. I mean, there is still that number six seed that could uh, play spoilers depending on which one it is, yeah. right? Like, I mean, Dilfs, obviously, you're, they're right. out of contention at this point. But who knows? You get a good matchup in the first round, and then you squeeze out a win against one of the one or two seeds in the second round, and uh, you never know. It's, 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 it's the, the plot has, has so many twists and turns right now. Yeah, on yeah, that yeah. Side. It's real thick. It's real thick. Uh, it is. Yeah, and, and you know what? This thick like a bowl division- of oatmeal. Which I will have afterwards uh, for my fast, you know. So it's uh, like fourteen some oatmeal. But this is, but but this is what's fascinating about Division Five, even Division Four, is that the the parity is so good. This is where, thank like Eagle, I thank you so. Like I talked about this with David DeAndre. Uh, My God, the cap is beautiful when it works out the way like like uh, like divisions get set up this way. It's beautiful. The, the parody is just, uh, it's unmatched. You can't get this level of, of competitiveness in any other uh, football league. Speaking of beauty, speaking of beauty, the Reek are 7-0. They're their last, they're their last lone team that's undefeated here. Eggs, could Goofy Goobers ruin their perfect season? Because they, if they were to win out, they would be your one seed on, on Commons B. Look, they could. You, they... you skipped through Step Bros, right? Step Bros are losing the game is what you're saying here? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so look, they they can. It, it's a pretty specific narrative for the game uh, to go in Goofy Goober's favor, but it's it's not impossible. Uh, Kevin Smuda picking off. Uh, I forget which Spiranya brother it is. That's I think it's Dante or, or Dante. Or Sen- one of yeah, it's, it's one, one of the Spiranya brothers. Look, if Smuda can get a couple of turnovers and even return one for a pick six, that would be like his third or fourth of the season. So it's, it's not crazy to suggest if if they can take a few possessions away from the Reed uh, and slow the game clock down. That's something that's a lot more in their uh, in their control. Then, yeah, I, I, I can see Goofy uh, Goobers ruining the perfect season for for the Reed. It might come at the right time for the Reed because they've had a relatively. Uh, I don't know if you have the strength of schedule to tell us if they're false kings or not. I, I don't have it on me right now. I'm sorry. That's okay. No worries. Not, not a rush at all. Um, you only have one thing to do when you're in Austin to get that ready for us for Thursday's show. That's okay. Um, but their their schedule, not that tough. Look, they they the Reed beat Buffalo Wild Wings. They beat Wubba Double Dubs, right? They beat yeah. Delfs. They beat My Six. Kings in the North, Los Bandidos, which you scored, Kevin Iggs, I remember that game where yeah, they went 64 yeah. nothing. 
Yeah. And oh they God. beat Balls Deep. So, in, in theory, after Balls, Balls Deep. Balls Deep, they beat them in week one, and it was only by two points. Exactly. So, even that one, I don't really have faith in. Right. So, so and could they be the false kings of this division? Probably. I mean, they look well, like look, it on they, paper. They did the, they, that first game, just, just as a side note, that first game against Balls Deep with a two-point win w- without Dawson Pierre. And that's yeah. a huge that that's where a lot of the other score lines get get blown out of proportion is just because of of him on the field. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, look, I'm opening up the Reet and the Mighty Six. Um, uh, he wasn't there. Yeah, he. You see, look, Dawson Pierre was there for that one, and it was just a two point win. The Mighty Six being a uh, a very 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 close variant to uh, Beer Belly Brigade with just uh, Olivier Claveau at right. quarterback instead of Alex Rafard. You see, their their road to perfection is, is it's not as grand as as it seems. Uh, teams like the Mighty Six, teams like Goofy Goobers, uh, can put a a, a wrench in their in their play not their playoff hopes but their playoff uh their championship hopes because that's okay, really so what they're what they're seeing with kings of the north they got three games left um do we do we give them any chance to get in uh with four points they're two off the the pace from step bros who are in the sixth hole um i have reap beating them this week you can put that as a mocon lock of the week yep. so do kings of the north kings of the north become royalty and get into the playoffs as your six seed digs uh well look yeah they're they're all wait kings of the north they don't play the reed no, no. <laughs> you said you, you you said the lock of the of the week but they're playing goofy goobers oh so... i think right goofy goobers right i'm sorry <laughs> i beg your pardon i apologize yeah, yeah, yeah. so some some lock of the week they're wrong a team they're not even playing uh yeah, yeah look, look look <laughs> look they're, they're good yeah i'm fasting boys there's there's there's, <laughs> there's a couple things here yeah i'd say goofy goobers i don't want to be disrespectful and say oh schedule loss schedule loss because i that's come back to bite me uh with some division six teams um but it's more who's the quarterback of 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 kings of the north right they're 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 going through uh, a few well i thought they were going through a few rotations at quarterback uh but uh, mostly it's been hugo quinton or quintin uh 10 tds uh sorry 12 tds 10 ints 10 sacks that's just not going to do it i don't care against who be a goofy goobers vultures 2.0 or the mighty 6 to me those are 0 and 3 an 0 and 3 record so uh, if the question is, do they have any hope? <laughs> Already, they had no. to win two. Oh, they had to win two. So no, uh, no, just, no way. It's, it's a no. Yeah, it's a no, no way. Um, put them to five B, and we look at the Speakeasy and Trap Stars. Iggy, Speakeasy's eight and one. Trap Stars are seven and one. Both in very good position to be your overall one seeds for their side of the bracket. If we had to put down some money yeah. to be in the championship game. Do you got Speakeasy or Trap Stars? But they're, they could both be there. I know, but you have to pick one, though. Yeah. Because, he's, because he's, below he's... them, below them, there's some good teams below, below each side of, of, of Speakeasy and Trap Stars, though. Oh, you're not... I thought your question was if they met up in the finals, who would No, win? no. 
I'm going to say, if, I beg your pardon. I'm going to say, if you have to put your money on one team to make it to the finals. So, one team. Oh, okay. Okay, to make it out of their conference. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh, okay. You, you see, that changes the question because uh, I was going to say Trap Stars over Speakeasy if it was a, a, a matchup between the two teams. But now I'm looking at Trap Stars competition on their way to the finals. And you got Air Force One, what could have been. Even a team like, uh, uh, like uh, we've talked about them a little bit here, but a relatively unknown team in Team Sexy, uh, these are tough outs. That's that's a real difficult uh, path to the final. So just, you know what? Um, yeah, I'm going to say speak easy then to your question. Uh, they have a bit of an easier time. Do you have a false king perhaps in lockdown? Uh, Save a horse aren't the same uh, uh, big, well, big... It, chested team that they were in in, uh, in 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 the fall cup uh so yeah i i see speakeasy having an easier path see speakeasy i think they have a little bit more stability at one position that's quarterback play right we okay. talk about their quarterback play and what they have and this is a team that has had history playing in this division before in this league before and with vince Rochard as their quarterback he may not put up the uh the sexy numbers that you want from that position, but I just find I will be more lenient towards him um, given what he can do as a quarterback. Whereas for trap stars, um, they're young, they're energetic. They, they, they sure. sort of become like a, a, a farm team for KHP Ronald. Yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Cooper Young, he's put up great numbers, but are we going to buy into him in the playoffs where it's a different game? It's not the it same is a thing. Game. No, it's, it's not a different you, game. You have right? you have the best of the best, right? That you don't exactly. have those weaker competition anymore. Exactly. Look, look, he's got some dudes, right? Ryan Garbers did very well for him uh, this year. Um, we talk about Josh Namer, who's um, a mainstay for this team. Uh, Kyle Oberfell, who I like a lot. Uh, David Jahu yeah. is a good guy as well. But now we're going to see how this team will face. And I think their side of the bracket, when you think about who is left below them, you mentioned before, Iggs, about it's tough, man. This is not an easy road for five B no, playoffs for right? anyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly for, for anyone. anyone. Yeah. But 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 look, I, I know we don't have the stat in front of us, but look at how many close games there are. Because Air Force One, I believe, in Eagle, you might be able to to correct me if I'm wrong. They had three games delayed or postponed due to COVID-19, correct? Because their opponent having COVID-19. Is that correct? If not, That's if correct. Not Either two. them or their opponent got just delayed. Right. It just so happened, yeah. Right. So they have a two games in hand against Trap Stars right now. And if they are to win out, uh, they would finish in 9-1, as would Air Force One and Trap Stars themselves would finish 9-1. And maybe, and it depends on the tiebreaker scenario with if they had played each other or not, and I believe um they did not play each other if i stand correct no they did not play each other no so who gets the number one seed right and that could be a big meal ticket for either side because that means you avoid having that tricky game in round two of your playoff run um going towards uh may and i just think for trap stars now um do you want to play two fighters in, 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 in that team do you want to play them i don't think so uh what could have been is a solid roster as well and you mentioned team sexy my question for Team Sexy is their inability to put up points on a consistent basis. Um, they're, hot, they're hot or cold at Team Sexy. But if they're hot, I wouldn't want to face this team because that would become a tricky proposition for Air Force One or in particular for Trap Stars. Yeah, yeah that 
I kind of I outlined that that the the path out of uh, conference B is just is nuts. Um, so yeah, that that very even the variability with Team Sexy that you're you're alluding to is is scary in and of itself. Um, look, Trap Stars, uh, I, they do play two Pfizer's uh, in the last game of the season, so that might be a playoff preview uh, down the line. So they'll they'll get a test of of what uh, a playoff matchup could be like. So that's right. good for them. That's that's good. That's um, you know I, I I'll be quickly wanting to click on the scoreboard on that one and see how they fared. Um, now look, Air Force One. They yeah they have four more games, but they also have four more games in which they could potentially lose. Right. So just as a an odds uh, perspective, that's not uh, that's not great for their odds to get to the number one seed. But then you yeah. look at who they're playing. Uh, and and it's mostly yes wins, but they have uh, what could have been in there. So so both teams have uh, near the end of the schedule, they have a p- kind of playoff preview uh, into what what's what's to be uh, out of conference B. Speaking of preview right now, right uh, for conference B, three in, two out. So you have five teams left for three spots here, Iggy. So right now the four, five, and six, what could have been Trailer Park Boys, Team Sexy. On yeah. the outside is Warriors and see if the turf tools. Three in, two I, out. I really think you're underestimating the amount of movement that can happen here, right? Because all the way There's up to four yeah. space is still potentially up for grabs. Arguably, even three seed is up for grabs. It could be, it's but but we'll crazy. keep them out because right now, <laughs> I'll say that they're on the borderline. They're, they're at the borderline of the passport of victory for them to get to that playoff spot. Uh, at 10 points. Like, generally speaking, 10 points should be enough. Five wins should be enough to get in the playoffs not, on this side. Not here anyways. That might not be true. Mo, that's not it, true here. Could be, but this. but we'll, we'll we'll keep for the exercise purpose that they're they're okay. We'll say they're okay for now, right? But for four, five, and six, and with seven and eight still there, three in, two out, who you got in, who you got out? Holy crap. This is uh we we just covered uh what 5A conference A was was nuts. This 5B conference B is is just as crazy. Like you have saved the turftles. There's they're a win away from being in, in in the playoffs so to speak. I mean, they uh, depending on what happens to team sexy, but So my... save the turftles have not Mustangs. And what could have been on their schedule? They need to win at least one to have a chance. Yeah, and and it, uh, the other one was uh, not Mustangs. Yeah, three, uh, three and five they, right now. They're also three, so a team just like them. I, I I can see them pulling out a win against not Mustangs, uh, but losing to, uh, to what could have been. So that's that's giving them <laughs> giving them a chance. I don't see how the Warriors can't make the playoffs after winning uh, tier three of the Fall Cup. They're just like f- good for them for finally moving up uh, into like a Division Five uh, team. They were uh, they were massively uh, taking their shot at a Division Six championship for a few years there. Um, but so I just this is I where can't... it gets really interesting because Warriors yeah. have three games left. They That's have right. Trap Stars. They have replacements, and in the last week of the season, they have Team Sexy, who they are currently tied with. So you see, that 
Because they're going to get a win against replacements, uh, barring any uh, replacement, actual replacements that play like uh, university level uh, football, uh, they'll get a win there. Uh, and that it might come, it might very well come down to that last game of the season to between Team Sexy and Warriors. Who's gonna Who's gonna make it in now? This so Team, Team Sexy, Sexy have yeah. Trailer Park Boys as the other game <laughs> left on their schedule, My which God. they are also currently tied with. Trailer Park Boys, <laughs> right now. besides oh, having that as their last game, they have Air Force One yeah. on their schedule, too. Oh. <laughs> and the what could have been have four games left against oh, Bin, Lockdown, Air Force One, and Save the Turtles. Man, you know what, Eagle? My playoff theory would have worked so well this year for this side of the division, the 5B, man. Damnation. What is it? Is it your March Madness thing again, Mo? No, 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 no. Something uh, okay. You, you've given up on March Madness? <laughs> no, we'll do March Madness next year, next winter. Okay, okay, next okay. Uh, look, if I, okay, so I'll pick three teams. I like what could have been uh, getting in there. I like uh, Warriors getting in there. Uh, and then that leaves the Team Sexy, Trailer Park Boys, and Save the Turtles. I have to pick one. Give me one of the teams that's already in there. So Team Sexy. So what could have been Team Sexy and Warriors? Okay, so Trailer Park Boys will be in the outs then, who are currently holding the playoff spot. Yeah. Yeah. Eagle, you said Air Force One. They have Air uh, Force One and Team Sexy. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, unfortunately, and it's not because you guys uh, beat me uh, and eliminated me from uh, the Fall Cup last year, but yet yeah, you you guys are going to be seeing red uh, in the seventh seed. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to be – they're going to be red ink. It's really it's tough. All, it's tough. Yeah. Not easy. Not easy. Speaking of not easy um, – not speak easy, but we're talking about cookers. Um, they are running out of racetrack. Um, yeah, with them at two and six, uh, binds or hold on, did they not tell Bin. us the proper pronunciation? Bin. Bin. Bins, yes, right. A big part, bins. Um, they're two and four, they got two games in hand here. Red Dragons are in the last spot at three and four. Do cookers and they are have... playing Red Dragons next week, and then their right. last game is the San Francisco 69ers. Which so you can go from two wins to four wins real fast. Exactly. So the question now, gentlemen, is do they have a chance, given that their schedule is uh, very winnable, that they could get into the playoffs? Look, uh, they could, but then even once, even if they make it into the playoffs, I don't like their chances then uh, making uh, making headway in the conference a championship run. Um, but yeah, look, they uh, they have a chance. Uh, I, I kind of missed out on who you said they play. Cookers. So yeah, so Cookers are playing Red Dragons and San Francisco 69ers. Also oh, of right. note yeah. that's important here is there's likely going to be a multiple point tie race for all these spots. Yeah. Yeah, As yeah, of yeah. now, Cookers have the tie break against Threat Level Midnight and okay. not Mustangs because of the head-to-head. Okay. Yeah. But are losing the head-to-head against Bin in its current okay. breakdown Oof. over here for those particular Oof. seats. So, right. but if they, it, yeah, if you get in the three-way tie, I mean, then you go into point differentials and everything, of which they're not great, but they're not bad. Like they're they're 
second in theory. I mean, Bin could potentially be better, but I mean, if they drop a couple games, who knows? So yeah, this could be this could be really coming down to the wire uh, to figure out exactly what's going to happen here for all these teams. Yeah, which is amazing. Uh, like, honestly, is this not the goal of FPF that like it comes down to your final week? Like, the this is the, the golden standard. Like, for even for us media members, right? Like, talking about this, this would be so boring if we already knew all six uh, playoff teams, right? Well, like, I, I, I like the WrestleMania stuff. Oh, are you alluding to uh, to? St- <laughs> yeah, I love okay. WrestleMania, right? Uh, uh, yeah, which yeah. is much more exciting than these playoff races that we have here. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So look, yeah, Cook, Cookers uh, looks like they have a very like an eighty. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give them an eighty-one point six percent chance of making the playoffs. You know, like the Sunday Night Football where they gave yeah. the uh, the percentages. Yeah, with uh, Steve Karnacki doing the uh, percentage yeah. points, right? Yeah, they lose this game, they drop down by fourteen percent, but they win. They improve by thirty-five percent. So they go. They what they do. Yeah, with the, the khakis on, and he's wearing the khakis, yeah. Of course, Steve Karnacki. Okay, uh, last question before we go here. Um, just give me a number here, Iggy. No in-depth here, just a number right now. Lockdown will not be a perfect team this year, so no invincible season for them. They lose in a, in a heartbreaker. They're 7-1 now. Yeah. Iggy, how many teams are better than Eagles lockdown as of today? In Conference A or all of? Uh, all over. A and B, my friend. Okay, I'll give you an. Uh, you want me to give you teams or just a number? Just give me. Well, yeah, give me the teams. Whatever teams you have. If you have four teams. List those four teams. Or you have five teams or one team. Go ahead, my friend. You know what? I'm going to give you three teams, and there none of them are from the same conference. Do you want Trap to Stars, Air Force One, and two Pfizer's? And what could have been? Eagle right now, giving us the look. I don't know, Eagle. Are you giving us Eagle's a look? Giving us the look right I now. I just don't it. care. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's I don't care. He's putting his group that hey, these idiots here are saying that we are trash. Yeah. So so you don't care. So it's championship or bust. It's just bust for you. Like you don't you don't care. No, I just I don't care about your opinions because this script <laughs> was written about an hour ago. <laughs> Bleep both of you idiots. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying what, but Eagle, if you read between the lines, and I know you're a smart guy, really smart guy, I'm saying you're going to the finals and not doing the roadshow for Division Five. I'm very much aware of what you suggested there. Yes. <laughs> no, don't worry. He's gonna, he's gonna schedule it that he will do the roadshow. Like Rob's gonna, Rob's gonna. This is what's gonna happen, okay? If lockdown make it to the finals, gee, Eagle, uh, you know, when can we put this final here? Because uh, we need you for the roadshow at the end of the day. You know, uh, we, we can't have, uh, you know, Simon or, or Iggy or Mo do the roadshow. You, you are the brain of the roadshow, right? So he's going to have to, you know, finagle Eagle to kind of put the, his final at a proper time so there's no, like, glitches when he's available to do the roadshow. Look, look, yeah. we, we've never had to deal with the situation, obviously, but if ever we get to that point, I already have a plan, so we're okay. Oh, man, I, I'm pulling for, for you to make it to the finals to just have yeah. utter chaos because I'm not available for the Saturday. And then if you put the finals on the Saturday, oh, my God, who's going to be the, the, the commander-in-chief of the ship? I'm not too sure. 
I think I think we we actually talked about this a little bit last week, so I don't know if uh, if Eagle and, and like kind of got inspired from our conversation last week. But uh, what what's more likely to happen is that uh, it it'd be one of the last games, so that Eagle gives enough a training time to uh, to someone on the control on master control. Carlo. Uh, yeah, literally, literally that. I'd do the first couple, someone would do the next ones, and I'd supervise, and then I'd go warm up. You hover over their shoulder, exactly. And, yeah. and he'll still be supervising on the sidelines. Guys, don't start the game yet. Don't start the filming yet. We're still warm-ups, you know? So. Your whistle's off! Your whistle! Whistle's off! Speak! Speak! Leo, do not start the game yet, please. Anyway, anyway. On to Div 6. As we move along here on this yeah. uh, enjoyable uh, podcast of CTA, before we before we start Div Six, I just wanted yes. to ask you guys: um, yeah. Do you do you help around doing chores around home and everything? Is that something yeah. you guys do on a regular basis? Of course. What is Absolutely. your least favorite chore to do? Um. Well, I like. Oh, uh, you know, clothes. for me, it's it's hanging the laundry because uh, in winter we do it in the garage because that's the warmest part of the house. Mm. And so it's an annoying thing because, you know, you got to go and, you know, summertime is fine because you put it on the water outside. It's cool. But Maybe. winter, you got to put it, man. Like as soon as it's washed, bam, it's going to be hung ASAP. You can't let it hang out in the washing machine in winter. Yeah. So, so look, wash, uh, like actually washing the clothes is not a problem because I, I don't want to wear dirty clothes. Uh, washing dishes is not that bad because I want to eat and I want to cook something. I have to agree with Mo here. It's, it's well, so, somewhat. It's actually folding the laundry and, and putting it back into no, like its drawers. Fun. I like uh, vacuuming that. It's house. annoying. Fun. Yeah. So yeah, that one, I, that I will good. do any household chore. Except for dusting, I will never dust. It is the yeah. pain of my existence. I hate dusting I and anything association, any any association at all to any type of dust pan, dust bin, duster, anything of that category. Yeah, I don't do it. I the only time I dust is when like I have people coming over. That's it. Otherwise, I don't care if there's a bit of dust accumulating on my TV stand. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so I guess what we're all saying is we don't care about dusters. No. <laughs> We don't. We don't care about the dusters. No, we don't. Maybe we'll talk about them. It was on our to-do list, right? Maybe this was the talk. This yeah, was the talk, right? Yeah. So there you go, yeah. dusters. You, you had your love for, the, for today in Div 6. All right. Div 6. Uh, there's um, Eagle, have we come to a conclusion of how this playoff will be? Are we still up in the air with the playoffs? TBD. I okay, perfect. As we get closer and closer, we don't know what's going on. Or maybe we have decided and we're just not revealing it. You don't know. Well... You know, it would be nice to reveal as soon as possible. So teams, you're not my supervisor. I'm not, but I'm just saying. Okay, does 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 your but does your magical playoff solution for Division Four and Five work in Division Six? No, no. It has to work in a small smaller sample size for me to take over the playoff world here. Okay, Okay. Uh, one 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 division at a time. That's how I see it. Okay, so Division Six, since we don't know what the playoff format is, but we do know that if you're in red. You can still get into the green part of your playoffs. It could be split into two. We don't know. So let's just go on the theory that we're going to have a split of two playoffs, right? Yep. So we look at Division Six, Wild Hogs, Team Poland, Free Agent Squad. Do they have any prayer, whether they pray to whatever God they have, that they can get in and snatch the last playoff spot over Lionhearts or the Fighting Henrys? 
of their division. So Wild Hogs have Team Poland on their schedule and then yeah. wrap up with V-Town, who are middle of the pack right now. Mm-hmm. Team Poland obviously have Wild Hogs left in their schedule and have Toon Squad, who are... Hold on, why can't I find they them here? They are 5-3 and three in Conference B, 5-3. That's and three. why, yep. And then Free Agent Squad uh, have Beer Knights... And Zidane Lafrape left in their schedule. This is after oh. going uh, going into a, a fourteen to six loss against Demons last week. So it seems like they still haven't truly solved their quarterback problems. I think their roster no. is actually consistent that week, but but it was close. That was a close game. Okay, yeah, I'll uh, I'll take that. So look, um, yeah, free agent squad team Poland. Thanks for uh, thanks for playing. But uh, Wild Hogs will uh, will jump over. Uh, but then you kind of need the Lion Hearts uh, schedule up there too, Eagles. So they play uh, the flag football team and Dusters 2.0. So look at that. We're talking about Dusters uh, 2.0. And Dusters 2.0 uh, did beat Wild Hogs 42-7. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. And yeah. So, so that's Lion Hearts. And then you also have Henry Gang who are left with Dusters 2.0 and 7th Rounders on their schedule. Okay, so yeah. Dusters 2.0 actually hold a lot of the cards in terms of which uh, teams they can eliminate from uh, playoff contention here. Um, but or at yeah, least that, make that... their challenge even harder, right? Because right, technically right, all of these right. teams are in spots, but depending yeah. on tie breaks and everything. Oh, it right, all right, right, right. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. because, uh, well, and and honestly, those teams are going to have to be Dusters 2.0 because, like, for Henry Pisagang, that seventh rounders game is real tough. What, what are they? They're they're in uh, the fifth seed right now at six and two. So that's that's going to be a real tough out. Uh, I like Wild Hogs uh, jumping in, and Henry Pisagang uh, coming out. Unfortunately for them, uh, they're going to have to give it all all they've got to uh, to to keep their playoff spot. But I think Wild Hogs are going to jump them. Yeah, I, I think. I think Wild Hogs have a good chance to get in there. Um, I think Henry, Henry Pisa gang, it's a bit tricky for them. Linehearts, I, I believe in them, you know, with the history playing in this league here. But for yeah. Wild Hogs, my question is, who's the quarterback? Who will be the quarterback moving forward? Well, uh, I don't have full confirmation, but uh, I'm like, I want to say 92% sure it's Jason Armenti. Uh, so a more of a, He's not super veteran uh, quarterback, but You're he's not trusting he's him, though. You're going to trust him to, to win you football games? I, I see it more as uh, Jason Armenti coming in to fill in for a yes. quarterback position rather than yes. being a yeah. quarterback. Like it's a, hey, I'll give it a try and I'll take my lickings as I go through this schedule, not a, I will get us a playoff seat. Well, so he, he, he's going to yeah. weather the storm, he's going to manage the football game. As best as he can, uh, which is not going to be the best that will be required to win in the playoffs. Oh, so now, so okay, so you've already we're now talking about once they're in the playoffs. So you're if they get in, if they get in, there's no way uh, in hell they're going to go far. Jason Armenti as a quarterback, <laughs> not go super far, but they could they could have a first. What's round, super far uh, for you though? If Wild Hogs get in, what's super far for you? One playoff. You're win? right. Yeah, you're right. One. Playoff win would would be uh would be far. That's your chapter right there if they get a playoff win. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
you know, they, they can just say, they can call Eagle or Rob Capan, listen, we got our playoff, we're going to forfeit the next game, and we'll pay the $100. Yeah, so, so, like, if they if they get into that 13th or 14th seed, I don't see them beating 7th rounders, Stormers, Spanish Inquisition, flag football team. So, well, yeah. it depends on how uh, the playoff thing is broken down, right? Because if we yeah, watch yeah, two, yeah. Separate, Let, two separate things, they, they yes, might yeah, get a yeah. favorable matchup, and we and I'll be eating my That's words true. Saying, hey, Mo Khan, you bleeped up by saying that we have no chance. But yeah, yeah, in, in hindsight, they do get in. They, they could be playing um, uh, a Maccabees. They could be playing, uh, uh, you know, um, a Flamingos, whatever it might be at that point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that Eagle and, and, and you in particular, you know very well, the unknown of playing a team that you've never played before could be an advantage for that team that might be the wounded animal going to the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, nice, nice there with the wild hog there. I I, I just pictured uh, Pumbaa injured, and that uh, kind of made me sad for. You second. know what? You we we laugh at wild hogs, but they are a dangerous animal. Oh yeah, they're they're vicious. Yeah, uh, Eagle, can you put up on this on the board a razorback and how they can kill people, please? No. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, Eagle. He's in one of those. He's in one he's, of those. No, he's in that, that jet lag mood. I flew from yeah, yeah. through O'Hare, and I hate O'Hare, and I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. And okay, yeah. so it's it's gonna sound super soft, but my God, is flying not exhausting, Eagle? Like it's it's nothing more than sitting and waiting. But my God, it's like it's, it, it's just exhausting. It's exhausting. It's, it's dealing with stupid people. That's what it is. Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah. It's, it's the process yeah. of flying though, right? Like you have to go through this. You have to go through that. You have to wait for your thing. And, and this adds up, right? And you just like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Let me get to my Yeah, but after you now. do it for so long, you bring it down to somewhat of a science. Like you know exactly how long it takes for you to pack your bag, to get to the airport, to go through security and everything. So like as an example, I left this morning the same time as my colleague who had a flight 45 minutes after me. And I'm like, you're leaving way too early, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So in this format, and again, if, if there was a split for Div 6, who should be the number one seeds today? On, like, to oh, on, on each side of the split? Like, Are, are we convinced that Thunder Buddies, are we yeah. convinced that the Penetrators are your overall one seeds for the higher divisions? So if if I was to look at, yeah, like conference, take a Conference A number one seed and, and Conference B, yes, for Conference A, uh, Thunder Buddies are your clear number one seed. Uh, even though there are, there are good teams below them, FKU, Beer Knights, they're good, good more than formidable teams. Eagle, did I'm you blow the, the horn? <laughs> yes, you are, because he's so bored. He's calling the calling the horn here. It's, it's, it's calling the audible, not calling uh, PTI here. Uh, oh God. Uh, so look, yeah, Thunder Buddies are your uh, favorites and number one seed conference A. Um, but conference B, it's not as easy of an answer as just throwing it out as the penetrators. Uh, Glory Boys, Tropic Thunder. Those are teams that could that could beat penetrators. So, uh, Thunder Buddies and give me give me. Oh, I was gonna say Glory Boys. Yeah, give me Glory Boys as uh, as your number one seed from uh, from that. I'm side going of with the bracket. Look, I'm going F FKU man. Oh, okay. They have proven yours truly wrong for the last two seasons. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they and they honor themselves by changing the name from FSU to FKU. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As of yours truly. 
You know, yeah, yeah. so so I I have them. I think Penetrators will be your will be a very high seed. I think FKU deserves the chance to be as a top end seed. Um, again, depending on how the split goes for for this division here. So I'll go FKU as a team to watch out for for the final three games. If they do win out, you know, it puts them in a strong position to be your overall one going towards the playoffs. Yeah. Do you actually Speaking see of- FKU winning out though? Because they have Dust Two Garnier is probably the gimme on their schedule. Yeah. But Dusters two point big fat bats aren't necessarily the no. easiest of matchups here. So this but could be a, to- a rough run oh, no, for the last game. But Eagle, if they were to sweep him, it would, would just add more credibility to, to their record, to their menu, that they deserve to be a high end seed. But oh, saying, no, no, are no. they gonna are they, they gonna sweep them though? Oh yes. Oh there's not a doubt in my mind they will. But that still doesn't yeah. make them. They they played Thunder Buddies this uh, earlier this year, thirty eight to thirty three loss against Thunder Buddies. So they need the defensive effort to beat a team like Thunder Buddies. Yeah, and I I don't think they're there yet. They have the offensive capabilities to to keep the game close, yes. But on defense a, a, against a team like Thunder Buddies, no. One team that I'm watching out for that I got the score keep a couple weeks ago. And I, I couldn't bring it up last year because I, was, I was, wasn't with you guys last week. Yeah, West Island boys, watch out for this team. Uh, I I like West the composition Island, yeah. of, of how they have they been built. Um, I love their quarterback combination of Pierre Fall, Kirkland, Saint Anne, DDO, uh, El Bazaar. We can <laughs> throw in there as well. Centerville. No, that's that's off island. Let's not count that. That's another team. Centerville is it off island? It's on island? No, Centerville's the last. Uh, last no, that's uh, another, there's, there's El Bazaar is off island. It's literally another fucking island mode. It's called and Il Bazaar. Yeah, and whatever. there's another team called the Off Island Boys. So leave it to that. Leave that for them. But. You know Nick Nick Richard uh, Nick Richard McCorn, he, He's a quarterback that I really like. Zach Stacy really has a knack to make a big play when yeah. it's like third and long. And Scotty Bailiff, who's playing in a hard division, Division Two with um, Incredibles, also a big thing. And I just love how their defense played. You look at their defense this year, guys, and what they've done. I think they're at twenty ints already this year, and okay. and yeah. they have the nose and they already have four pick sixes already they could be a team that i think in the hard division i know they got flamingos and maccabees coming up in the final two games of the year but they could really be a dark horse team that no one talks about that could peak at the right time even though they lost two squad by one which is you know a good two squad i like how this team has been built and i'd like to see them go far in whatever side of the playoffs they'll be in so the problem, and 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 I'm starting negative because I actually really like the team a lot, uh, especially Nick Richards' rushing ability and ability to gain time uh, in in the pocket or outside of the pocket rather. Um, I really like the skill is there, but I've seen this too many times in FPF where you're too reliant on one or two guys and. And it doesn't work out. It's it's not. It, it can get you around or even two down into the playoffs, but for three and four wins in the playoffs, it, it's usually a more balanced team that can spread the ball where everyone has a specific role. Uh, and 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 just I just don't see what you see. I I, I have seven I, players I, with two two plus touchdowns. Um, eggs. That's balance. Yeah, okay, fair. You're putting me up with stats. Uh, that, that that's good. Um, 
maybe I'm, I, I maybe. see your point though to, to, to counter to see what you said before. There is an imbalance of yards after catch, the production, right? Line. Yeah, but, and, and, tar- and and targets. If I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm trying to, I've yeah, because Bayless and Stacey have times. a combined 62 targets. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, again, I have so many tabs open that I lost track of uh, where mine is. Um, Whereas everyone else has, I think, 44 in total. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just not only do the targets show that, but like the visual eye test also shows you that, that like it's either pass to Stacy, pass to Bailiff or run are like the number three options on, on, on offense. For them. But that's okay though. In this division, that's all right. Like, you're, running, you're right. Yeah. 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 Like, we get to higher division where your arm is more predicated than, than your legs. But in this type of environment, Having legs that can go for for days of running, yeah, yep. is okay. It's it's, it's, not, it's not it's not a handcuff to, to the quarterback position in lower division. So I think it's great, and for 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 Richard to do what he's done with with on on almost four hundred yards rushing already, that's yeah, a pretty yeah. x big x factor if he has to get out of, out of a hole to get his team more real estate to work with. So keep an eye on uh, keeping an eye out for them. I agree. Uh, and and is winning a playoff and even two playoff rounds not keeping an eye out for them? And I think that's what they can do. I think they can make it to like round three of however we break up uh, right. the division six playoffs. I think it's, it's going far and making a statement. Right. Going to co-ed now. And uh, a lot going on in co-ed in particular uh, with Bishop Sycamore. Uh, it appears they may have found their quarterback here, uh, Iggs. Yeah, um, they're well. hot. They're playing well. Um, now with Sarah Parker as their quarterback, uh, do they now have a, a, a real Mike Tyson punch out chance to maybe run the table here and, and be a threat in the playoffs? So speaking of running the table, they've they started the season 0 and 4. They've now riled off four wins uh, back to back to back to back. Um, and they split those uh, those the last two wins uh, between Sarah Parker and Tommy Rodley Trojedos. Um, look, I, I I think they can. I think they can uh, they can roll. The last two weeks they have a sriracha hot chili sauce. Um, those are and they're both four and four. I think beating those two teams, going on a six game win streak into the playoffs. I, I like their, their chances of, of uh, pulling an upset or two uh, and making a deep playoff run. Yep. I so if they were to win out, they would be six and four, and that would probably put them in the range of, if we're going to say party mix and power rangers are going to be your one and two. Yeah, so that like put a three seed. Three. Yeah. And that's now based off of matchup dependent on who they would have. And right. they could would face Sriracha hot, um, hot Chili Sauce again, which – right. You know, isn't it isn't the easiest matchup? But it's not. Oh no, it's not easy. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely not easy. And and imagine this: beating them twice, Sriracha drops to the six seed. They end up playing Sriracha, playing them back to back to back weeks. That's really hard to do to to beat a team. Not only to beat a team three times in one season, but to beat them three times in in a row is is for some reason I don't even know why, but that would that seems like almost like an impossible task, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's 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 hard. Like we, we, the, the the old uh, the old saying is that you know beating team once is tough, beating them twice is hard, to beat them three times is in, incredibly hard. 
And the thing is, in this division, as we know, there are so much familiar faces on these teams that everyone knows yeah. how everyone yeah. plays. Whether yeah. you, you could be on 10 different teams, but they know how you are as a, as a, as a football player. And I just think now for, for Sarah Parker to be the quarterback of this team, you know, you're right. They can be peaking at the right time. And, and but the thing is now for Sarah Parker in co-ed, if you remember in the in the in the spring season, yeah, spring season when we had the finals yeah, machine, yeah, she didn't have a good game in the finals. She had a really bad game in the finals. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and and it, and we go back to matchup dependent. And the reason why she had a bad game is that the rusher for that team that they had played against was like six foot six and took away passing lanes. Yeah, right. Yeah, so and, and and depending on that again, pass, right? yeah, depending on that pass rusher is eggs. Um, that can really change the, the dynamics for this Sycamore offense and how they play. Yeah, uh, that's a great point. And, uh, and yeah, so, so you're saying, well, you're saying Parker's a bit matchup dependent. I mean, throw a six foot six in front of a guy or girl in front of any quarterback. And that even wife, even Kevin wife, he'll tell you yeah, that same it, thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's not a, it's not necessarily a slight on on Sarah Parker. No, it isn't. Um, it's just, it's a no. question of, of having that great matchup yeah. that can enable her to have a, a day where she's able to use her strengths to the full capabilities. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting how they wrap up the season and whether uh, they can get a three seed and maybe play Sriracha a third time or. Uh, a team like uh, Two and a Half Kittens, you know, they, they uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's one of the teams that have succumbed uh, to Bishop Sycamore in their four-game win streak. Uh, yeah, just last week, uh, 28 uh, to 24. So that's a team that Sarah Parker herself beat. So uh, it's 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 going to be a real interesting uh, ride for Bishop. Yeah, it definitely will be. And uh, I, I'm intrigued by how that plays out. I'm most intrigued by the uh, play of the year. Uh, we yeah. talk about... Jessica Bustapin, who has 20 sacks. Yeah, we um, talked about it like a couple. We 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 kind of jokingly, but not jokingly at the same time, kind of said she had a nine-sack performance. That's now in the record books for most sacks in the game. Yeah. Uh, we, we kind of joked that she'd win defensive player of the year with, with just that performance. But we take a look now, and my God, 11. she's added 11 more sacks, which just 11 on their own, that would – be leading the division so has yeah. she like that's it's it's insane numbers she's been putting up so did she wrap all but wrap up the defensive player of the year can we say that now here's the thing though right how many eagle i don't know if you know offhand i wish gm was here with us jim clarathris he would know how many pass rushers have won outright defensive player of the year outright yeah because i, I, say I find maybe, I, maybe three i'm thinking maybe. i'm thinking off the top of my mind carl denis probably got one Ryan Aridi might have got one. Zachary Alberts Gill might have gotten one. Kirak might have gotten one. Those are the and uh, and uh, Julien, uh, what's his name? Paymal. Yeah, Julien Paymal might have also gotten one. So like, there's a few that kind of like make my mental shortlist here. Now, how many of them actually won is a very different question. Because the problem is, Eagle and, and Eggy, is that I find that the pass rusher position is devalued when it comes to awards because of what they do as a position. Like, like INTs are going to be valued higher um, because if you – One, you, one you, to one, yes. One pick to one sack, yes. Okay, right, continue. because you brought the point of, of Wade Shawcross and, and Kevin Malonga, both with five INTs, right? And Malonga has a pick six to it. For the record, yeah. Wade Shawcross won Defensive Player of the Year last year in co-ed. Right. So okay. d- does that 
kind of is that going to hurt um, the voting? Rafa Morelli won uh, Defensive Player of the Year for 21 sacks with the Blue Dreamers, but he also had some tackles. So I mean, yeah, you know what? It actually happens more often than we think if we're actually right. like looking right. at the, the data. But would this be held against Bostapin that she had literally uh, a full cake's worth of sacks in one matchup? No, and especially like I remember calling, uh, call, like the calling the audible episode that I was on, talking about it. That was against uh, Joey Taylor. So if anything, it adds credibility to <laughs> to uh, the number of sacks. Uh, actually, I, well, I yeah. disagree one, with that. Iggy, one yard, one yard sacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that that's his system, right? If he's like, yeah. well, I'd rather not he takes the sack. Yeah. Take exactly take the one yard run. I'd rather take the one yard sack and run another play. So, yeah, so let me ask this he, question, then, guys. Yeah. Let's say she was on, on eleven sacks. Is she in this conversation for DP of, of the year, defensive player of the year? No. So she's still still. No, no, hold on. No, she's so that's why because that part. one game, that's not that's not nothing against her, but that one game is going to put her in a position to win this award. It's still yeah. nine sacks in one game, and and even, for sure, even but then. it's not on a singular event though, right? It's on a yeah, season. Like put, put, let's say let's say you have like uh, we talked about brotherhood, right? Quaithy Gordon Mall had three interceptions in that game. If he ends uh-huh. the season with ten interceptions, is that a great season for him, or are we going to say, well, this is just one game he got three of them because uh, Garber had a bad game and put it into it, his chest three times in a row? It's like challenge. I'm not looking at it. I'm not. No, I, I like as a person who's who's picked player of the year. I'm not. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at your raw stats, the way they stand out. I, I okay, maybe I'll deep dive and look at uh, like you know once once we've not narrowed the list down to two or three girls or guys, and I'll take a look at individual game performances. But even even rare to do to do that. But then to to see against who it was done and what quarterback and, and like, no, no, I, I just, I just think, I think to most point though here, if you're going to look at the overall repertoire repertoire of work that's been done body work and yeah. she's average, she's averaging two sacks a game, which is crazy, right? Like that's really good statistically. Yeah. But if you take out one of those games, her average yeah. goes down to one sack a game. That's yeah. okay. That's that's not defensive player of the year numbers anymore, right? No, you, you're you're hitting singles at that point. You're not hitting doubles or triples or home runs at that point. Yeah, yeah. But the question was, is she in the conversation? I think she's still in the conversation because no one has again the the one to one pick to sack ratio. Like no one has eleven uh, interceptions to her. Let's let's narrow minus nine uh, to her nine sacks or eleven sacks. So. I think she's still in the conversation. It's it's now not a question of is she in the front the front running position, but she's in the conversation even with eleven sacks. I I think if she can put up, uh, she's at twenty sacks now, right? With two more yeah. games to go. Yeah. If she can put up five more sacks, I think it it puts her in 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 great position to win this award. So you don't think she's in the lead, like the front runner right now? I just find that, again, not, raw, raw numbers, yes. But yeah. if you actually want to pick from players, that will play a factor in decision makers. Yeah, I just find that even though I, I said, hey, do we value the, the rush position, which we which we do, as Eagle made the point that there has been past winners of yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. But – the fact, and it goes back to this point, Chandler Jones of, of then the Arizona Cardinals last year, week one against Tennessee, had five sacks. Yeah. Right? 
then he went literally like nine games and, and then he had four more sacks. He ended up like ten and a half sacks at the end of the day. Like people thought defense player there. Not not gonna happen because it just he was invisible those rest of the games. But the fact that, and by no fault to her, because it is what it is, she got the sacks, and that's a testament to her ability. She got literally, uh, what is it now? She's at 20. So she got 45% of her sacks in one game. Ah, you're skewing the, the percentage. But I'm just saying, here. though, but in the other games, though, if, if she was going two sacks per game, two sacks per game, two sacks per right. game. Yeah, 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 point, yeah, yeah. Like Even, even like a four-sack game with a one-sack game, right. that's still better than nine and one and zero and another type of thing. You know? Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so it just... That's what I'm curious to see is how will the vote break down when it comes to her? Like, if we're, are we going to deep dive the numbers and see how she was in the rest of the games, whereas she got 45% of her sacks, which is monstrous in one game? So, and I think, I think again, this is especially coming down to the fact that we're talking about the sack category specifically because right. you can argue like a receiver, even if they get all their touchdowns in a game, they were dominant in that game. If someone gets a lot of interceptions in a game, they were dominant in that game. A rusher who happens to get sacks against a single quarterback who is notorious for taking sacks, it's, 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 and the only reason why you win is because of your rushing ability. Does this truly indicate it, or is it just gimmies that were It's like to you? here. That's the I know, real question here. I know we're not baseball guys, right? Um, you know, it's what it is, but it's like with the Colorado Rockies to play in Denver. You've been to Denver numerous times, right? It's mile mile high air out there, right? So mm-hmm. they they get knocked over because a lot of the hitters will hit the ball out of the park because of the rarefied air up in Denver, right? And they say it skews numbers because when they go on the road, they're they're average hitters. In a way, it's sort of like that where she might get skewed on the number that hey she was able to get forty five percent of her sacks in one game, but the other games eh, she's average. But she's a really good pass rusher at the end of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah let's let's we're splitting hairs here. Like when we're not saying it's, it's gonna be. I, I can't wait for the vote. How this breaks down for the voting for this yeah. award here. Uh, yeah. Coed two after eight weeks. Who's our favorite here? Thanks. Uh, In coed two, I, I I think it's a great question because I asked it. <laughs> no, um, I think it's no. I actually think it's a good we, we question. We got fit because... squad right. Kiss my end zone and why and why all within one game of each other, or, or three points of each other, but one game and a half between each other with two to go. Yeah, so I think it's a, it's actually like a really, you're, you're, you're going to be nitpicking, uh, you know, flaws and, and, uh, and strengths from each of these teams, and, and that's why I think it's a, it's a good question to ask. Uh, look, is, is it only um, a conversation of top three, or do three Hunters actually have a fighting chance here? Because they've had some pretty good games. I, I think they have I, I like I like the way you put it. They have a fighting chance to be in the conversation too. Yeah. But uh, look, uh, the the does does another way of asking this is does the record speak for itself? Right? Is is Fit Squad at six one and one? Does that make them like the the clear cut favorite? I I, I mean I don't think so. Uh, Kiss my end zone has like I'm on the team, but they 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 have their own flaws. But again, if you look at the numbers, you don't see those 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 flaws necessarily. Two hundred seventeen points for that's the most. Ninety six against that's the least. But I don't I don't see Kiss My End Zone as the clear cut favorite. They lost to Wine Y, a real close game. They're they're a little. I think everyone's a little matchup dependent. Is it's kind of that Spider Man meme we talked about last week, Eagle, where you know Fit Squad beat Kiss My End Zone, but 
kiss my end zone beat three hunters, but three hunters beat Fit Squad, and then and why and why beat uh, kiss my end zone, but why and why lost to Lasect, right? Like, I, I think it's just a, an interesting question. Like, maybe does it does it come down to, or is it better asked who has like the best quarterback out of out of the teams to determine who's the right. best team? Yeah, I, I think I think tier two is a bit more open ended. Um, it is. It's it's more open. There's more questions than answers of of solid footing for some of these teams, and I, I think now at this point of the year, gentlemen, it's who's going to peak at the right time. Uh, and it, it could be three hundreds, as Eagle made the point before. It could it, be. It, it really could because. And we say this all the time. And maybe I was asking the wrong question. Maybe it's not about who has the best quarterback. We always say that that uh, that uh, co-ed is about the women in the game because you always have to have two two women on the field. So maybe it's a question of who has the best women on their roster. And three hunters, uh, they 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 have a case to be uh, the the team with the best uh, females on there. With Rekka, she I think has like 250 passing uh, receiving yards. Uh, a sprinkle in, you know, some four or five touchdowns. Uh, she, she's right up in the top 10 of receivers, um, which, you know, you don't necessarily see with the, uh, with the other three teams. And so here's where it gets a little bit interesting in terms of the final couple games in this grouping. Three Hanas have YNY and La Sect left on their schedule, which could put them at a 5-4-1 record in theory. YNY yep. obviously have three Hanas and end with Kiss My End Zone as their last game. Oh, they boy. could potentially drop those and end up 500. Kiss My End Zone have Fit Squad and YNY under schedule. So that's, again, a battle for the top seed, but also a battle of the yeah. um, egos. Can I call it that at this point? So there's, yeah. I mean, not, it, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because, you know, whoever yeah. juggles those top four doesn't really change all that much for the standings. But hey, I mean, if you want to not have a game and gonna get a first round bye, getting those first two spots are important. So Y and Y wants the wins. Three Hunters potentially wants the wins to uh, at least get the higher seed in the next grouping, so they can avoid yeah. the squad potentially in the next round. So I mean, there is a little bit of jostling that's gonna happen in here, and I think it's more um, the last couple of weeks are a reputation battle rather than a points battle. Uh, Eggs, who's yeah. your favorite to win two eight player of the year? You know, I, I was looking at the uh, at the standings, and I I mean, you can make a great case, uh, or a case can be made for uh, Alison Francillon. He uh, to me is your uh, your leader for uh, for two way player of the year. He's he's just dominating uh, defensively with his interceptions, uh, and I believe he has the most touchdowns. Um, in the yeah, he has nine touchdowns that leads the uh, the divisions. He you know leading in uh, in receptions with forty eight and uh, and second in yards, only behind Ryan Dobbs Garnett. He has uh, Alice Francio has three ninety three. So uh, he's been dominant on on both sides of the field. Um, and you know what, for Lesect, um, he's he's been a not not just him. But he's been yeah. really with, like carrying the, the the team. But now he's he's uh, gotten the the other members of the team to be more excited to play, been uh, improving their game. So, uh, but it's it's in large part to uh, to Francio, and he's done it uh, uh, potentially now for winning a two way player of the year. All right, flipping over to the women's division as we now are at the conclusion of their season, and um, 
Eagles, can we announce anything yet for what we have planned for the finals, or are we still holding off uh, until for the notice? We're going to hold off for just a bit longer. Okay. Cool. Well, but, suffice, but, to oh, say, suffice to say, we're doing something. It's going to be cool. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be very cool, and uh, nice. we look forward to bringing it nice. to you guys uh, on May 2nd, I believe, right? Is the finals for the women's uh, division? Yep. Right, so May 2nd, which so is we're, Monday we're Night doing, Football. We're doing the final plannings here, and uh, let's just say we're going to take the road show on the road show. It's a road show of a road show. How about that? Interesting. So it's a meta. It's uh, Inception here. Okay. It, it's going to be – it's cool. That's cool. The idea that that's been hatched out and now it's starting to go into um, into the foundation of this whole project. Uh, it's, it looks cool. It's, it's, it nice. should be cool if it's pulled off. If it's pulled off well, it's going to come off uh, very neat and tidy for everyone to enjoy. Awesome. Yeah, I, th I think yeah. on the media side, and I think Iggy, you even mentioned in our group chat, I think we got the message loud and clear from our conversation with Sarah Parker uh, last week about how uh, you know, we want to make the women's experience the same as we've had for all the other divisions across the years. And so that's what our goal is essentially for this finals, trying to make it as uh, roadshow-y as possible here. So we're hopefully we'll have it aligned that they'll have their finals the same weekend as roadshow in, in future years coming up, hopefully in, in the next couple of years. We'll hope to see that happen. Okay, so let's dive into it here, Iggs. Um, yeah. So playoffs are now here. Uh, yeah. Les Bleus are a team to watch out for as they steamroll through the competition. Yeah. Um, are they your heavy favorites to win? Or are they still in that position where maybe Les Bleus Poud or any other, other team, maybe the three seed or whoever it might be, can yeah. upend the house of cards that we have lined up? Yeah, look, I think they are, they are the favorite. Uh, they, they proved it throughout the season. Uh, they they had the chance uh, to play against Bleu Pou, against Brut, the two and three seed right now, and and they won. And uh, they were close games, but uh, they they also took it. Uh, they were close games against Bleu Pou, I, I might uh, specify. But this past week against Brut, they they took it to them. I, I think Brut only put up six points. Uh, I think the score. 30 something to, to six. 39 to six back. final. And then he beat Griffiths. Yeah. And beat Griffiths 26, 25 right afterwards. Okay. You, so you see, like, even at teams like at the number five seed, like Griffins can can pose a threat to Le Bleu. But that that all that said, uh, they they are the favorite. Um I kind of like I I've I watched Brut a couple times and I love their offense, but I was surprised when I saw that uh, Maud Lacasse had thrown 13 interceptions uh, from at least the games. It must be all the games that I'm not watching because uh, she's putting the ball in place, you know, right on the sideline where only her her women receivers can uh, can can make the catch and make uh, make a play on the ball. Well, uh, Iggy, look, there's up. four in this game, so there's nine in all the others. So this is the sack conversation, but in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for Le Bleu, let's go back to Le Bleu for a minute here. Um, they might be the most balanced team. Yeah. Because they, they had four players at 350 or plus for receiving this year. That's crazy. Yeah, They had yeah, yeah. four players at five-plus touchdowns. And that excludes, like, the bottom half of the receiving core that still put up monster numbers. Yeah, right? that still put up four, three, three, two, you know, exactly, 160, right? like, 165, yeah. You talk about you know Renault or Badu or or or, or you know these guys these these young athletes here, 
have showcased that if one option A or option B are compromised, C, D, or E can just be as effective and win those football yeah. games. For uh, not, not only that, I mean, also the system that you have to run to have so many people not only open, but also in your progressions and reads, right? Because every play you'll have like, you know, your first read, second read, etc. To go and have such a balanced approach to your offense is is a, com- a com- commitment to either whoever's building your playbook or the quarterback who's reading it and actually executing it to make sure that everyone is getting an equal amount of touches to be able to put up these numbers. So, but yeah, to I, counter that point, Eagle, right? Le Bleu Pou, like how they've been, they they get the least amount of points of defense, I think like ten points per game. So, could could that be the factor in why they could upend? Le Bleu, when it comes down to it, if they do meet in the playoffs at some point, whether it's the finals or not. So yeah, yeah. So I think so. When you have a you when you have you know a defensive captain like Jasmine Farmer on the team, leading leading the team with five five interceptions, uh, and then uh, the sacks coming by committee, you know from uh, from the likes of Sarah Berbish, uh, Catherine Gaumont, Mathilde Sibyl, and uh, Laurie Scott. Um, I think that's that's a good recipe uh, to to up and I mean the you, the thing you need to do to to beat a balanced offense is to have equally balanced defenders um, and while I think you know Jasmine Farmer Tamara Journeau, uh even Mathilde Sibyl uh, despite you know zero interceptions I think three good very good defenders like that is just not enough uh when it comes to matching the firepower of uh of les bleus but and mo kind of to your point if you're actually looking at les bleus schedule i have it on the screen here uh, right. against bleu pou they scored a season low 27 points that was only one point higher than this past week where they got 26 against griffins but that was also in a double header, right? So back, I mean, you could in. argue like, had they been fresh, that number could have been way higher at that point. So but yeah, let's not it, forget Le Bleu Pou has been the closest to shutting down uh, Le Bleu as is going to get. Le Bleu yeah. Pou with with Brassard as a quarterback is putting up as big of numbers as a quarterback with the way she's thrown the ball, almost 1,900 yards passing, and I think over 35 touchdown passes so far this year. Yeah. So they 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 probably have the equalizer of the quarterback position. I think what it might come down to if they are going to meet is going to be defense and who can come up with that big turnover that can change the game's dynamics on a whim. And Mo, yep. looking at the receiving yards here for Blurpoo, that's they're, I mean equally arguably balanced. equal or better than what yeah. uh, what Le Bleu had. It, yeah, they have like, five. <laughs> they, they, they kind of cancel each other out with their offenses. You know, it's it's yeah. not it's not like the margin of error is is razor sharp with these two teams on offense. Yeah, I so yes, yeah. yeah. So it might come down, like you said, to uh, the defensive effort. Yeah, it know. might come down. And, and but below them though, Iggs, um, do you see any team, whether it's the Flamengo Rose, the Griffins, Concordia, or even the Rock, any of these lower end seeds that can kind of you know, rock the boat with a couple of missiles being launched from their warship to get into that conversation of an upset or two along the way. Yeah, there's, you know what? There's actually two teams. Um, There's, I mean, 
fan of the show and fan of her uh, quarterback work. Uh, we we had uh, Sarah Parker on here last week. I mean, whenever you have an uh, like uh, a flag football tournament winner in the United States uh, quarterbacking your team, I think you always have a shot uh, at uh, you know taking down and slaying the Giants. Um, so give me Concordia, and uh, the second team is uh, the Griffins. Um, they actually have one of the uh, the leaders uh of uh, of offensive stats on the on their team i'm just uh, getting that up now um she i believe has the most receiving yards most touchdowns uh even adds you know 70 yards of uh of running ability on the ground uh catherine Aimbo, uh with her uh, 48 receptions over 500 yards of offense uh, 16 touchdowns so i uh, i like concordia and i like uh Giddifon, uh making waves uh, in the playoffs if there was going to be any other any other teams I think Concordia is underachieved. We, we spoke about that before. We, we thought coming yeah. in, PZ and I in particular, we thought Concordia would, would run the show because of who they, they have. But I think they, they kind of had some humble pie served to them. And, yeah. and look, whatever road they have, um, it's not going to be easy. They're going to have to go through uh, one of the big hitters of that division yeah. in the first round yeah. of the playoffs. Yep. yep. And that yep. won't be easy. You know, and, and, and that's why I just think. Griffins could be a team to watch out for. Flemar Rose has been intriguing um, for what they've done so far this year. And I this, I'm not saying that we we kind of have an idea who could be the two teams that go to the play, to the finals, but it just I don't know if there will be a plethora of upsets, right? Like you know, which turns the whole thing upside down, where we don't know who's going to win from one. Like you know, there might be a, an idea that we know who the favorites are going to be that will advance deeper into the playoffs than before. Yeah, I'm just going with the Tom Brady theory. If you have Tom Brady on your team, there's always yeah. a chance. If you have Sarah Parker on your team, I think there's always a chance. <laughs> right. Um, in Tier 2, the Volts, they, they've run through this competition here. So is there any, any team that you think can, can compete with them um, at this juncture of the season, Eggs? Yeah, look, I, I, I don't think so. They they it, Despite being you know really young uh, athletes – they and and like a, a young football program uh my god uh, they they were one of the most impressive teams i saw uh you know from week one to, to week eight uh not not in terms of progression but from just week to week uh how consistent actually they are and uh how they might be the most organized disciplined uh and, and just focused team uh, out of every all of the teams that i saw in the women's division right. um it, it led them to you know beating all tier two teams no problem um so you know what uh, it's sad to say uh that i i think that we're not handing them the trophy they're gonna definitely earn it um but i just don't see the other teams in tier two uh giving them uh, any run for their money all right, uh, let's get to the awards because we're at the end of the year now. And we just speak, we just speak about the quarterback uh, battle with the top two hitters of this division here. So, Iggs, if you have to give out the, uh, the Iggies, as we'll call them that, uh, who is your quarterback of the year? Yeah, you, you kind of alluded that Emmanuel Bransard had a, a really, a really great season, and she did. I, I'd say it's between, uh, between her and Sandrine Gobey-Uo uh, of Le Bleu. Uh, I, I gotta give it to Gobe Uo. She she put up three more touchdowns, thirty-seven. The same amount of picks, three, very low as Bronsaw, and did uh, thirty less yards, 
but did it all in one less game. So just on a per game uh, standpoint, uh, Sandrin Gobe Uo would be uh, with a 124.6 quarterback rating. That's my uh, quarterback of the year in women's division. Okay, so for defensive player of the year, yeah, who do you have winning this award? Look, that one too. It's uh, it's tough, but. Um, you know, we, we talked about this when in co-ed. Uh, if we do a quick analysis here with uh, Melina Gagnon of The Rock getting 10 sacks, uh, when you compare that to Laurie Saint-Pierre and Ophélie Richard, seven, seven interceptions, uh, you see that that one's too close. It's too close to the one-to-one for uh, interceptions to sacks. The, the interceptions literally give you the, the ball back, get, turn over the ball in your team's favor. Um, Laurie Saint-Pierre of Concordia did it in five games, but Ophélie Richard uh, got her seven picks, yes, in seven games. So, you know, averaging still a picker per game, but but got yeah. uh, got a pick six, if I'm not mistaken, in there. Uh, or, sorry, two pick sixes. Laurie got, got one. Um, I like the the per-game output, though, of Laurie Saint-Pierre. So uh, give me uh, Laurie from Concordia. And Catherine Imbo, uh, are we looking there as, as – as hers, the outright winner of the receiver of the year award. Yeah, yeah, like I alluded to before, she just completely blew the competition out of the water and in terms out of you know in, in, in terms of an individual standpoint. Uh, her 16 TDs, 500, the only receiver with 500 yards in the women's division. Although yeah. Carol, respect to Caroline Moquin Joubert, she was five yards short of that feat. Uh, but uh, you know, leader in, in, in every I mean, single category. That's just a scorekeeper not being nice about it, Mo. Five years. I don't do. I, I haven't done uh, the <laughs> scorekeeper for the women's game, so uh, you can't blame I, me neither, for that one. Neither do I. I don't do the women's scorekeeping. Uh, that's not me. Um, but yeah, Catherine Ambo. It's uh, if if we were to give a receiver of the year award, uh, which we do, offensive player of the year. Yeah, receiver would uh, would be Catherine Ambo of Guinnessall. All right, and now we're in playoff mode. So May second is the finals for the women's final, and stay tuned. We we'll, we'll have something cool for you guys lined up for the uh, finals uh, at uh, Stade de Montréal. No, is that what it is, uh, Eagle? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, Stade yes. de Montréal, right? It yeah. Is. So yeah. we'll be there for, for finals on May second. All right, thirty-five plus. Big news coming up for thirty-five plus here, Iggy. That JLE will be. Uh, back at the quarterback position for the shenanigans who missed his services uh, for pretty much the entire season. So how big of an impact or how big of an addition is he back to the shenanigans? Yeah, huge. You know, they're one in seven season. Now doesn't mean uh, doesn't look as bad when uh, when he comes back into the lineup. So he played the first two games of the season and actually played. Was it last night? Uh, April 13th. Yes, that's last night. Um, he actually played last night and uh, kept the uh, the game against the old age outlaws um, to five points. Uh, so he looked uh, comfortable. How, what was his stat line? Uh, I'm going to open it up here. I think he had four touchdowns, two interceptions. Was uh, So, yeah. So, so here, here's a little tip no for you, Biggs, right? You, you buy time by, by saying, you know what? Ellie had a pretty solid game in terms of what he did. He just buy that time as PZ would do, right? And then bam, yeah. you go four touchdowns for JLE and stuff. Yeah, four touchdowns, no interception. So he actually played a, a cleaner game uh, than I uh, than I remembered. Um, yeah, uh, that 
like I said, the one in seven record doesn't now doesn't really matter now that it's playoff no. time uh, and they come in 35 plus. Okay, so for the awards now, quarterback of the year, Jason Rossier, Stephen Harrow Prasad, and this is now 35 plus, not the higher division that we, that we normally see these guys play in. Right, which, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's cool to see that, uh, that uh, they're, they're willing, you know, to come down into the 35 plus uh, and put up the, the same numbers uh, that they do in the higher divisions. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Rossi's thrown a couple more picks. He played a full more game. Yeah, uh, man, but he has a, like 200 more yards. Let's, same quarterback rating pretty much. Uh, you know what? Uh, Stephen Harper's been uh, running away with a lot of these quarterback of the year awards. Uh, give me uh, Jason Rossi uh, in this one. Yeah, I think I think he's year. got better numbers. Uh, I know yeah. if you prorate um, Stephen Harper's numbers, um, yeah. he might he might jump for touchdowns and and yards passing but of course we don't do that here you so. just don't know right he, he exactly. could also put up a one touchdown performance three interceptions very yeah. unlikely but we just don't prorate exactly never and last but not least quickly here eggs is our boy jim clathris gonna win or be in the conversation of defensive play of the year with his six sacks <laughs> so again, it's the it's the sack conversation today uh, in uh, in calling the audible. It's a good it's a good uh, topic though, right? When you think about it, though, regardless of what, yeah, who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, um, he's in the the conversation, but not not as much even as uh, Jessica Bostappen, uh, even if she had eleven. Um, look, he he has a pick in there too. Uh, with five PDs, um, so that ups his his chances just a little bit. Um, but the other the leaders in interceptions with Adam Talk, Scott Bins at five and four respectively, Glenn Cooper even with four as well. James uh, Acker, what about James Acker? Right, ten PDs, three INTs. The PDs to me are just a pick that you didn't uh, <laughs> that you didn't catch. Uh, I, I I look I I like more the. You, you know what though he still did get three interceptions you know that's it's just two less than than Adam talks uh so you know what he, he could be in the conversation I just like turnovers and I like pick sixes those are hard hard and tangible things they're 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 turnovers and possessions that you give your quarterback or they're they're points that you directly put up on the board so right um I, I, I like Adam talk. I like even Scott Bins probably more than uh, than Adam as as the front runner right now. But GM's in the conversation. All right, it is now time for games of the week. Woo. Um, you we're won't hear the music, music right? but you yeah. have to trust the fact that it's playing. So we're gonna right, go through yeah. these. No problem. We actually have less games than normal because of the fact that some divisions have very few games or some divisions are done until not this week but the week after so between easter break and the scheduling it'll be a little bit less which is nice so we're gonna go yeah. division one and two incredibles outlaws oh uh, outlaws outlaws kgp terror squad big one uh i'm gonna go kgp yeah, I'm going KGP as well. Urgence, Medic, all hooks. You won. 
You know what? Give me all hooks in this one. Uh, I like all hooks. All right. Division three, Ligro Cook and Lightweight. LGC. LGC. And Sheesh, Speed Academy. Sheesh. Give me Sheesh. Okay. 4A, Le Bleu Branleur and Mongoose. Mongoose. Uh, give me Mongoose. Small Giants and Nomads. Small Giants. No, sm small Giants. 4B, Sphinx, Aruch. 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 Team Ethnic, Eastside Boys. Eastside Boys. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the way Ethnic's been uh, fumbling and bumbling. They are, they are going the wrong direction right now. <laughs> Eastside Boys. And then a kind of doubleheader. There's an hour in between. Eastside Boys, Golden Eagles. Eastside Boys. Ah. Uh... No, give me Golden Eagles. Let's go. Sarah Parker, Golden Eagles. All right. We got 5A. Wubba Lubba Dub Dubs Longhorns. Dub Dubs. Yeah, the Dubs. Goofy Goobers, Kings of the North. Goobers. Goofy. Goofy. And Step Bros, the Reet. Reet. I don't know why, but I say it like this. The Reet. All right. 5B. Air Force One, Trailer Park Boys. AF1. AF1. Red Dragons, Cookers. Dragons. Yeah, it's a, it's a close one. We talked about it before. Uh, give me Red Dragons. Close game. Not Mustang, save the Turftles. Turftles must win for them. Yeah, save the Turftles. What could have been Lockdown? Lockdown. One of the better teams, one of three better teams than Lockdown. Give me what could have been. <laughs> Bin, save a horse. Save a horse. Save that horse, baby. Warriors, trap stars. Trap stars. It's outdoors. Uh, give me trap stars. Close Division game. Six, V-Town, Thunder Buddies. V-Town. Uh, Thunder Buddies. Lionhearts, fly football team. Lionhearts need the win. No flag. Seventh rounders, tune squad. Tune squad. Oh, it's gonna be close, but seventh rounders. Big fat bats, Maccabees. Maccabees. Uh, the big fat bats. Yeah, give me the favorite. The step bros, glory boys. Step bros, glory boys. Dusters 2.0, FKU. 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 Henry Peace I Gang, Dusters 2.0, kind of doubleheader. There's an hour in between. Dusters 2.0. Dusters 2.0. Flamingos, West Island Boys. West Island Boys. Yeah, the West Island Boys. Wild Hogs, Team Poland. Hogs. Wild Hogs. Tut Garni, FKU. FKU. FKU, two wins. Primetime, Betway Bandits. Primetime. It's close. Bet. Way bandits, but it's close. All right, and four games left. We got the 35 plus semifinals. Monster shenanigans. Monsters. Monsters. Pacemakers, Brody Windsor. Pacemakers. Uh yeah, pacemakers. Yep. FPF JMJ. FPF. Yeah, give me Jeff Rosenblatt, FPF. And Montreal Spitfire, Old Age Outlaws. Old Age. Ooh, 
Yes, old age outlaws. And for co-ed and women's division, there's no games this week. They are going to be the week after that, so we'll do those predictions when we get to that point. So that's it for games of the week. Perfect. All right. Uh, a reminder for the teams out there: bubble games at Lachine and St. Leo. The bubble domes are now done. We are outdoors. We were outdoors as of this week, but now we're fully outdoors for some games as of Monday for the remainder of the regular season. So please double check your schedule if you're playing Monday, Wednesday, or Saturday that you know we're going to be playing because all the outdoor games are going to be funneled towards Loyola. So please double check that when you get ready for your games left over in the season. And I would also remind captains and players in general to check the roster rulebook regulations and administrative guide on what to do for bad weather. Because, spoiler alert, if it's not that bad, we play anyways. Like yesterday or Wednesday where it was pissing rain outside. Eh, that that might have been a rain out. But it depends. Could have been. Could have been. Um, so, Peas will be back next week. Are we back in the in the armpit? Uh, in the I mean, container? that's the goal. We have to that's do our Easter episode. Yeah, we just wanted to take it a little bit more cautious, given what has happened for a bunch of us the last couple weeks. But we should be back here. But Eggs, you'll be back replacing yours truly on the 28th of April. Okay, cool. And May 5th as well, because I have a banquet as well. So uh, Look at you. Look at you. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. the rotating cast of characters here. Eagle, cool. anything? Any last words? I was going to say goodnight, Moskva, but uh, too political, question mark? Yeah, magic words, please. From all of us here at the Week Extra Point Live. <laughs> Good night, Austin, Texas. Hook em horns. Good night.